Panago Pizza presents S D P the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. The hockey gods blessed us. With what? News and things. Oh! Everything happened. Everything. It's, I didn't know we were starting the show there, Jesse. It's been like 16 hours and so much has happened. I know. Yeah. This is, I think, maybe the quickest turnaround we've had between podcasts. Uh, probably. Yeah. I'm leaving for uh, San Francisco for a little mini vacay before we get rolling from for the playoff push. So... Mrs. Dangle was in her element last night. She's like, oh, well, because I gave you a couple of vacation tips, but she was like, you forgot everything. You're a stupid man. I'm going to tell Jesse everything. When am I getting those? After the show or right now? I forgot to tell you about the, uh, how do you pronounce it? Girardelli? Oh. The the chocolate place. Okay. You can get lots of of chocolate. You can get uh, ice cream sundae, and I'm pretty sure they dunk it in chocolate. One of those. What? Jesse, it's very good. What? It is very, very good. San Francisco is a great place to get fat, which you won't have a problem with. Uh, no, I'm going to try and get fat. Oh, 5,000 <laughs> calories a day, not gaining an ounce, friggin' bastard. I've, I've, been, I've been blessed with a great metabolism. I can't good complain. Good for you. I can't complain. Well, Stephen, I have one question for you. I have an answer. Are you hungover? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, everyone, oh, shit. Like, dude, I chugged four beers out of a cup, and I was a little gunned Mm -hmm. for, I was briefly gunned. How was editing? Editing, I was just tired. No. That's all. (laughs) No, they were, uh, part of the reason I drank them out of the cup, one, I thought it was funnier. Uh Two, the only beers I had in my fridge were uh, light beers that I bought in the summer and I just wanted to get rid of. And I figured chugging light beers, especially out of a bottle, wouldn't be as visually appealing on camera. Okay. So it was four light beers. Let's talk about who wore the crown in the game that made you chug four beers in your LFR. For sure. That's when I'm sad. (laughs) Crown Royal is when I'm feeling classy. Live generously and life will treat you royally. Why not? Why not? Pour yourself and a friend a crown. We're going to talk about who wore the crown. We'll recrown a leaf each show who gives it all for the blue and white because it's not about what you have, but what you have to give. It is our town. It is our crown. Steven Dangle, who wore the crown in that game that you cared so much about? God damn. That was, that was tough. That was a really tough one. Uh, there was only one, well, there were two moments that made me get out of my seat. One was Zach Hyman tying the game. That was pretty cool. But there's something that electrifies a team and a fan base when a guy gets their first goal, especially if it's in their first game. So, Igor Korshkov, come on down. You get a crown in your first ever NHL game. Game played, a goal, and a crown for Igor Korshkov. A hell of a goal. I wish he played more. What do you call that? That's not a hat trick. It's got to be something else. It's a tri- triple crown. <laughs> I don't think so. No, it's no. a. It's got a. It's a. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Crownshkov. <laughs> Igor. Igor Crownshkov. Igor. Three gore. Ah, you hey, did it. There we go. Igor with the three gore. There we go. That's what <laughs> it is. Well, and his agent is just adorable. His agent? Oh, yeah. You didn't see this? Oh, the tweets about tweeting out. Yeah, he tweeted, hey, he got called up. And he Mm -hmm. deleted it because he wasn't supposed to tweet that. And then 
Leaf lineups aren't out yet. Hey, he's going to be playing tonight. <laughs> Dan Milstein. Um, There's got to be some sort of rule against that, right? Uh, if nothing else, it's got to be like a, maybe a Leaf rule. Like, <laughs> hey, man, don't do that. Yeah. Um, and that's got to be a fine line to walk if you're the Leafs. Because Dubas is probably caught between, hey, man, don't friggin' do that. And also, uh, let's play nice on account of we want Ilya Mikheyev to sign for nothing. Right. We want a good deal out of this guy. Let's not piss off his agent. Yeah. So, like, what if you just, like, uh, give us a little discount? Or, like, what if, hey, I let those two tweets slide. <laughs> Maybe you take off $200,000. I don't think that's how it works exactly. Right, right. But you know what I mean. Uh, the walled garden of the athletic seems to produce some amazing content. The walled garden. It seems to produce some amazing content. Sure. This little tidbit comes from Jonas Siegel. Dear friend of the show. Boo! (laughs) One interesting revelation from Sheldon Keefe this past week was William Nylander's desire to play some left wing. Nylander said it was the position he played primarily before coming over to North America. Uh, So Keefe explained how it's been beneficial for the 23-year-old who's on a 36-goal pace, 36-goal, uh, 70-point pace. I think it really helps on breakouts as one area because when you're playing on your offside, immediately when you get the puck, you're kind of looking to all of your options right where you are. If you're on the strong side and pressure comes, you kind of get blinded by that, and then you're closed off. That can help there. It helps them on the entries to pull-ups and delays and those types of things. Well... This Crown Royal segment is about living generously and life treating you royally. Absolutely. What is more generous than switching to your other wing so that the rest of your teammates can get fed the puck easier? That you can enter the zone at a better rate than you already have, even though that's your best skill. He is, he's literally the best leaf at it. Yeah, and yeah. he's going to be better now that he's trying to play on his other side. You know what? William Nylander deserves the crown for that. He's living generously. He's living generously. So you're treating him royally. So I'm treating him royally with a crown this episode. Why not? Why not? Why not? So that has been Who Are the Crown, brought to you always by Crown Royal. Next time when the putt drops, why not? Why not? Pour yourself and your Leafs crew a Crown Royal old-fashioned Leafs lose to the Sabres (sighs) 5-2. 91 seconds. John Tavares' number. 91 seconds is all it took for it to go to... 2-2 to 5-2, and all hope lost. And, like, I don't... Guys, I'm starting to think it wasn't Michael Hutchinson. Like, they fold. Freddie stood on his head. He was was abandoned! 16-5 shots in the first period. It's weird, because the first, like, 10-12 minutes of the game, uh, I saw the shots, and it was, like, 10-4, and I'm like, it doesn't feel that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like the Sabres were dominating the Leafs, really. And then final five minutes of the first, I'm like, oh, oh, my God. Like, they might actually be in trouble here. Obviously, the second period happens. Like, I saw people tweeting about Freddie. How dare you? Right. <laughs> like, like <laughs> listen, I wasn't totally happy with it either. He did allow five goals. The team was terrible, terrible mm-hmm. against him. And people have been throwing a lot of numbers at me. What do the numbers say about getting, like, uh, half the shot attempts as the Buffalo Sabres? Yeah, if anybody who's in goal that night isn't stopping all those pucks. It's not happening. No. And, 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 oh, they were tired because they played the night before and the Sabres had two days off. So, wait, for the first two periods they were tired 
And then when they turned it on, when they, they, at, at the beginning of the third period, I'm like, oh my god, they can beat anybody in the league. And then what? And then they weren't then they they weren't tired then. And then immediately after, what they get tired for ninety seconds. So what do you think that is? Because that's the conundrum of the Leafs team. It's them is, being bad. It's well, it's not because they prove that they're not bad when they have that spurt where you're like, hey, they could beat anybody in the league. So what's what's this thing that's turning off when they allow three goals in ninety one seconds? I think I just I don't know I don't know man I don't it like I have a hard time believing it's the goalies all the time I have a hard time believing it's Sheldon Keefe wasn't he God <laughs> I I was told he was God <laughs> like Austin Matthews you know uh, then if it's not the goalie and it's not the coach then you turn to your stars he is playing the best hockey of his career and even in bad games he scores. Um, the other night, I don't even know if it was against the Sens. It was a, it was one of one of his recent games. Maybe it was the Coyotes. I didn't like his game, and then he scored. I was, you know, he's, he's yeah. He scores every night, no matter what. You know, when he's having a bad night, when he's having a good night, he finds a way to put something back in the net. Superstar. It's unbelievable. And like, goals like I think it was it was either the three two goal or the four two goal where Ocpozo just sunned Rasmus Sandin. Like, I believe Rasmus Sandin's going to be a star for this team, but, like, in moments like that, he looks 19. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you other than they don't look like a contender to me. But they only – they don't look like a contender in those moments. Those moments – okay. Are you – so you're, should, you're on the side of Brad those moments Marchand's, define him? What, what does everyone remember about, about Brad Marchand's playoffs last year? Who did I yelled and screamed mm-hmm. about that guy he punched on the Blue Jackets? What was his name? I don't remember who he punched. Right. You know what I remember? He friggin' decided to go for a line change with 10 seconds left in the first period of Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final for what ended up being the Stanley Cup winning goal. Mm-hmm. It was a bad moment. Moments define shifts define periods, define games, define seasons, define careers. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. It's been it's 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 been a symptom of the team like they're not young and cute anymore. They still have room to grow, but like this isn't uh gosh gee willikers that you've been at this four years. Different personnel, different coach Different goalies, different systems, different everything, same shit. Did you I'm, see I'm what... getting sick of it. I, I, I'm starting to hate watching them. <laughs> Did you see what Spezza said uh, post-game? Hopefully this team sucks. <laughs> he said, I don't think you're going to get 60 minutes of dominance many nights, but you're going to have to understand that you're going to have to control things a little better than we did. You can't give up three in 131. It's a tough time of year. You've got to drag points out of games. I think I I'm just in love with Jason Spezza. Me too. I think he's so important for the team, and that type of attitude is. Imagine what... scratching him. Oh. <laughs> I, I, in the first I, game, I, I know it's this is starting to become 2013 game seven doesn't get brought up as much, mm-hmm. and now it's why the fuck did Babcock scratch that guy every game? That's a new square on the bingo on the SDP bingo. It's yeah. Spezza being scratched game one. I, <laughs> I just I think that's if they if they can get that mentality about how 
realizing that these points are important because it's not it's not about the individual losses. Like last night, it's okay. No. They're still a playoff spot. There's still there's still runway left in the season, yeah. but it's about those losses piling up and stringing together, and that's when it becomes a it's problem. Buffalo, right? It's Buffalo. Like you know, you lost to a bad team when you see the reaction of the team and the fan base. After this is all they got. <laughs> that the stat that they posted about Jack Eichel now has out of anyone in the league the most goals per game against the Leafs minimum however many games played he he now has the most goals per game against the Leafs uh, passing Alex Ovechkin. What? Yeah. Oh, Do you wow. know how obscure that is? Yeah. Someone was tweeting me the Sabers all time record against the Leafs. I'm like. I feel bad you even looked that up. That means nothing's going on in your Sunday. You know it's a holiday today, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you could be chugging four beers out of a replica cup. You could be doing anything except sending me that boring shit. And they would be doing anything except that if they didn't cheer for the frigging Sabres. Mm -hmm. I said in the video, I wasn't mad that the Leafs lost to a divisional rival. I was mad the Leafs lost to a team that sucks. And when you lose to enough teams that suck, what does that mean about you? You suck! Uh, like, yeah. I don't know. It's Here's what it is. So I, I tweeted something last night, um, and Twitter is 280 characters. The podcast, I can yell and scream as much as I want. So yeah. here it is. Uh, the Leafs have not had more power plays than their opponent since the Anaheim game. Which was when? How is many games it, ago? Like five games ago okay. or something. They've had uh, equal amount of penalties. Uh, in a couple of those games, and in a few, like, they couldn't get a call against the Sabres. They, I don't think they've had more than a penalty for the past three games or something like that. But, the games leading up to the Ducks game, like, in the Ducks game, they had five power plays. It was their game-winning goal, overtime winner, was a power play goal in overtime. Uh, I, I think it was five of seven leading up to that, someone sent me. The Leafs had more power plays than their opponent. So, are the refs jobbing the Leafs? Or have they been playing like shit for the past half dozen games? Or both. It could it can be both. But they've been they've been playing like garbage. I just I don't think they deserve to be rewarded for it. I right. don't know. And and like I'm I'm struggling to I can talk about the the Habs versus Bruins thing. I, I got no skin in that game. I don't care. Uh, you know, I, I do think the Habs kind of got jobbed. Or, or uh, the Stars, uh, that game too. I don't care. No one's going to call me a biased Habs fan. Uh, because, I will. Yeah. But, but like, <laughs> with, with the Leafs, I'm like, uh, like I can't, I can't keep complaining about the officiating. What, what do you think, it's going to get better in April? No. So Cry. Cry about it then. Tell it to someone who cares. The league doesn't care. Right. Their job is to find a way to fight through it and yes. win the games regardless. Especially We're tired. Bad I don't care. Okay. No one cares. They have the flu. Don't care. Injuries. Don't care. It, there's traffic. Shove it up your... No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. They chugged four beers last night. Everyone cares. Everyone cares. <laughs> I got a lot of people like... You're right. <laughs> well, when you do something like that, it's a cause for, hey, you need a hug. Listen, <laughs> yes. Who doesn't yes. want a hug? At all times. I want a hug. Right. Who, who doesn't want a hug? 
Um, I just um, they don't look like a contender to me. Okay. They might. Hey, look, they might be one. Yeah. But like, like that. That is what. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's the leafiest experience ever. I'm watching them dominate the Sabers the first five minutes of the third and getting madder and madder every second that passes. Going, where was this? And then they drop it as soon as they they tie it. Fat and happy, mission accomplished. Drop it. They're weak. They're so a weak team. Like, they next this week Pittsburgh tomorrow Tuesday and Pittsburgh Thursday. Correct. And they're gonna beat them both games. Is that what you... That's the kind of bastard thing this team does to us. But then you'll be okay. They're gonna spank the Penguins seven one. Both. I hope games. they do. Yeah, and then lose the next five. <laughs> because fuck you. Like that's. They drive me nuts. Who uh, I'm starting to not even enjoy them. Do you give Jack Campbell one game and Freddie one game? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yes, that's probably what yes. I do. What happens to the fan base if Jack Campbell wins his and Freddie loses his? We melt down like we always do. <laughs> like, because, mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry. Why is everyone expecting Leaf fans to be well-adjusted and logical about anything? Look at what we've been through. <laughs> Right. It's trash, man. It's When are we playing fake chow? <laughs> we'll play chow. Yeah, well, so you got your PlayStation hooked so, up. So yeah, today. update from yesterday our uh Fake hockey's never hurt me. That's not true. I went home and I activated my PS4 as my primary PS4 device, so now I can play offline. So <laughs> to reiterate, yes. You had to go home, mm-hmm. hook your PlayStation up to the internet mm-hmm. and tell your PlayStation it's a PlayStation. Yeah. Well, my primary PlayStation. That's not a thing. It is. Who has more than one? It's, it's People do. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to avoid like, hey, if I signed into my PlayStation account on your PS4, then I would couldn't play the games. I was trying to figure it out. but Oh, because you are logged into mine. Like on your, am I at, at yeah. your place? Yeah. You and Adam. Okay, but like if I signed in as like the primary user on your device, they'd be like, "No, your other PS4 is the primary one, so you don't get to play Chell on this PS4 because your other one's your primary one." So now that you've told your PS4 <laughs> that it's your PS4, yeah, you shouldn't have this problem. Again? So now I can play games offline. Yeah, it's... Play- PlayStation's <laughs> gonna start handing out suspensions. What's more, makes you... <laughs> what's more frustrating? Makes. The Leafs or PS4? The Leafs. Okay. The Leafs, for sure. Do you want to talk a little about Shea Weber? Yes. I have a I have a timeline to lay out for you. Okay. So February twelfth at twelve fifty two p.m. Recently, February twelfth. Yes. Nick Kiprios tweets. Sources say Shea Weber injury has his season likely over and his future in question. Told injury is related to foot that was surgically repaired in twenty eighteen. While waiting for swelling to alleviate and further confirmation, surgery seemed unavoidable going into this week. So I hear that, and I immediately think of Peter Forsberg. Yes. A a guy who had more to give, but his foot wouldn't allow him. Uh, Legs feed the wolf, and your foot is at the bottom of your leg. It's kind (laughs) of important, and his sounded like it was boned. That was five days ago. February 12th at 12.52. February 12th, same day, at 4.56, the Montreal Canadiens released the statement. Medical update. Shea Weber expected to miss four to six weeks with ankle sprain. Better. Still bad. 
Still bad. Better, still bad. Also, different injury? Uh, yeah. Your it's ankle still... is not necessarily your foot. But it's still, it's in the area. It's in the foot area, <laughs> the foot region. Okay. February 15th now, around 8.30 p.m. Three on Saturday later. night during headlines. Elliot Friedman says, I heard the same rumors as everybody else that this was very serious. I think what really happened was Weber is very private and the Canadians are generally very private. And they just felt that they weren't going to give an update until they knew they were very sure and they didn't know for sure until eight days after. But the everyone's dunking on Kiprios. Oh, his career's not over, you big dummy. The Habs themselves said four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. The Habs themselves said Weber is going to be out a minimum of a month. Right. Then what? So Elliot went, did go on to clarify that the injury began on February 4th against the Devils when he appeared to hurt his foot, and he informed the team of the pain the following day. Uh, but swelling delayed, and the swelling was so big that they couldn't get an MRI done. So that's how does how, he get in a skate? <laughs> so that's how much swelling was done. And then finally on February 12th, Weber was finally able to meet with Dr. Robert Anderson. So from the, the 4th to the 12th, he couldn't get an MRI done because his foot was so swollen. Eight days. That's crazy. That's over a week. Imagine the size of his foot. Yeah, and he's a man mountain. So that happens uh, February 15th. Yes. Saturday. Okay. Now, February 17th. Today. Today. Monday, around 10, uh, 10.59. Montreal coach Claude Julien says it'll be up to Weber if he wants to play against the Detroit Red Wings. The veteran defenseman was back on the ice Monday practicing alongside his regular partner, Ben Chariot. Two, what the hell? Two days ago, he was out four to six weeks. He might play tomorrow. Yes, versus Detroit in his regular slot. I don't get it. I, I, <laughs> what, what is that from the Habs? Why would they... What is that? Yeah, what is the four to six weeks thing? What are you doing, gamesmanship with the Red Wings? Like, <laughs> what, what, are, what, are you, right. what are you doing? Or... Unless they're, listen, they do have a history of rushing their stars back. Ask Carey Price. Sure. Or letting the inmates run the asylum. If I you, think it's more that side. If you give a player, especially one with power and influence, Carey Price has that, uh-huh. and Shea Weber, if you give them the option to play, they'll play. Uh-huh. I really hope this isn't Shea Weber doing something he'll regret. Do you think it's a, hey, we can uh, do surgery now or we can do surgery in the offseason? He says, I'll, I'll just play through it. Do it it has to be that. Right. It has to be that. How do you go from, unless he was straight up misdiagnosed, which could be a thing, sure doesn't sound like it Mm-mm. on account of his foot was so, or ankle or something in that region, ankle, like we foot, said. Lower leg. Yeah. Below the waist. Something in the high top region. <laughs> You know, like Chuck Converse, you yeah. know, the high tops. Yeah, I'm not wearing mine today, but um, something in that region was so swollen, they couldn't do an MRI for eight days. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what's going on with Montreal. If they do make the playoffs, which is still possible, sure. you got to give them every individual award that he's eligible for. <laughs> But it just sounds like he's a he shouldn't be playing because he's injured. 
Sounds yeah. like an injured player is going out there on the ice. And you're going to risk it all against Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's a good – is that how disrespected the Red Wings are, that that's a we'll see game? Right. Ah, go out there. It's like a scrimmage. Yeah, go out there. We'll see how you do. I'd – man. What's the move here to protect players against themselves? Because you can't tell someone – Tell them fuck off. <laughs> you sitting. can't tell someone you can't play. If they're if they have the option to, you know, if Shea, if Shea Weber's options are you can play now, you can play through the injury, or you can sit out. You pick, then he and he picks to play. You can't tell him no. I feel like there's a lot of players who have this option in front of them, and we just don't know. This this reminds me of like the opposite of. Do you remember the remember the end of Evander Kane in Winnipeg? Mm-hmm. So there was the famous back on tracksuit incident. And he had a pre-existing, I want to say, shoulder injury that he could have got surgery on, but he wasn't getting surgery because he wanted to help the Jets make the playoffs. Well, as soon as he decided he was done with the team, fuck you guys, I'm going to get surgery. Right. So he ended his season because he had the option to. This sounds like the polar opposite, but to the point where it seems foolish like this, at this stage in his career, you are literally playing with your career here. You're you, you're you're playing with your future. Yeah, against the Red Wings, like that to me is a is part of it. I this strikes me as extremely unwise. It'd be it's going to be interesting to watch what happens versus Detroit and see him out there. Oh, and see he's going to get a hat trick. <laughs> you know that. Right? That's that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Do we know which foot? Ah, who? Uh, no, it's the same one that was surgically repaired in 2018. So I, I could probably know. look it up. I don't know which but, one. Um, well, because if it's his right one, whatever. If it's his left one, that's ah, okay. You can still plant that for a nice little slap shot there. Right. That's that's what he's got. Just post up. You know, you don't even have to get a running start at it. Boom, boom, boom. Three goals past. Jimmy Howard or Jonathan Bernier or whoever the Red Wings are sacrificing to the gods tonight. I I don't know what the move is there for Montreal. That that strikes me as really dumb. I'm interested. I hope he makes it through the season. Like, you never want to see a guy's career end on an injury. Like, you want to see a guy go out on his own accord. I don't think it'll end. Well, because Nick's, Nick says, Kipper says the his career is over. Like, I mean, we've heard that in the past. Like, we heard that about Sidney Crosby, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, you know, back, yeah, I want to say 2011 or 2010. No, it would have been 2011. Oh, yeah. The concussion? Yeah, he's considering retiring. Right. I mean, I believe all of that was true. I I believe... That's got to be a hard one. Whenever I hear a player is is debating what to do with their future, I'm like, just retire. Like, your heart's not 100% in it. If yeah, you're considering you're, retirement. It's over. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why, unless, I don't know, you can be Justin Williams and just miss half a season and come back ready to murder, which he is. Um, this, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know what the game is here unless it'd be one thing if it was just Kiprios was wrong. The Habs themselves said 4 to 6 weeks. Yeah, the thing that happened here was three different people were wrong because 
the medical information wasn't there. Yeah. Or they rushed it, and now everything's changed. This isn't the media. <laughs> no, the Habs themselves, the team Shea Weber is captain of, two days ago, said he was cooked for the next month at least. And now he's practicing and playing tomorrow. We'll see how he is. He, might, he might not play. Might not play. It's up to him, is what the quote is, Claude Julien. So... We'll see. Okay. It's going to be a fun game. We're going to come here next episode and be like, oof, Shane Weber looked great. Hattrick. Oh, he's, he's going to be great. Yeah. He's going to be great. I think he's one of those players that is tough enough that I don't know if we'll see a drop-off. Like, if, if he does end up getting hurt, I think, you know, he'll finish whatever game it is. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, he's out eight months <laughs> with surgery or whatever. Uh, Tampa, right after the podcast. Yes. After right as soon as I start uploading, Tampa trades uh, acquires Blake Coleman from New Jersey for Nolan Foot and a 2020 first round pick, which is Vancouver's first round pick, and it's conditional. So if Vancouver fails to qualify for the playoffs this year, New Jersey receives Vancouver's uh, first round pick next year. I think they're going to make it. You, yeah. So it'll probably be something like the 17, 18 range of the first round. Plus Nolan Foot for Blake Coleman. I think it's a great trade. I think New for Jersey's New Jersey's doing all the right things here, and yep. I think um, Blake Coleman's a great player too. And he's going to slide right into that lineup for next year. It's so when annoying. They cut salary. So like, what again? Like they they the Tampa just keeps getting stronger. Yeah. And they they acquired who was it? They acquired um, Ryan McDonough, and it was J T Miller. But then, okay, finally the dam broke. You got to get rid of one of them. They got rid of JT Miller. And they acquire Coleman, who's this wicked player on a wicked deal. Mm -hmm. And they gave up a lot because they can. You know? Like, what is is Nolan Foote going to jump into their lineup tomorrow? I don't think so. Sergachev has taken such ridiculous strides that it, it's made that even more unlikely. And then the first, Tampa's hoping it's 31st. Right. You know, like, I mean, if you're Tampa, well, you've got to believe um, it's that. It's not there first. Oh, right. Right, right. Sorry. It's Vancouver's. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, it's probably, I don't know, hovering around 20th overall, mm. something like that. Um, but, if yeah, if you look at it, it's 1.8 through next year. Like, that's exactly what they need. He's a top six guy on any team. He makes less than Zach Hyman. <laughs> he makes less than, next year he's going to make less than Justin Hall. And he's going to put up 30 goals this year. The That's 21 who might put up 30 goals. Yeah, you don't know if being on a better team will pick up the pace or slow him down just because he's buried right, a little right. bit, but he'll probably win. Um, Jeff Merrick asked a very interesting question on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, did the Devils get more for Blake Coleman or Taylor Hall? Do you have the Taylor Hall deal in front of you? Yes. Uh, this is from sportsnet.ca. The New Jersey Devils have traded star uh, Taylor Hall and Blake Spears to the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for a 2020 conditional first-round pick, a conditional 2021 third-rounder, along with forward prospects Nate Schnarr, Nick Merkley, and defenseman Kevin Ball, who you might remember from the uh, World Juniors. And a couple details there. The 2020 first-round pick from Arizona in the Taylor Hall trade is top three protected and converts to 2021 if that were to happen. And the Devils retained... 50% of Taylor Hall's uh, $6 million uh, cap hit, which is hilarious that he makes $6 million. This guy won MVP a couple years ago. Right. But uh, 
I don't know. Like, to me, the way it's projecting, Nolan Foote should be better than any of them. Any of the any of the prospects they got for Taylor Hall. Yeah, it sounds like the first rounder might be better too. Yeah, I don't know a lot about those three guys, those forward prospects and defensemen. Ball's giants, but like, is he today's NHL? I don't know, and I don't. Man, I made a video about this, and I don't remember much about Merkley or Schnarr. Hmm. They but, might have got more for Coleman. The, <laughs> yeah, and that was that was the first big. If I'm not mistaken, Ray Shiro made the Hall trade. Mm-hmm. He got fired. And now it's whoever's in charge of the Devils, I'm not sure, made this one. Also, the tal- salary retention, that $30 million isn't nothing. No, it's like... <laughs> it's not nothing, especially like for the Devils, right? Like they're a notoriously kind of a cash-poor team. Um, it's not nothing. And I wonder if that's part of, it's part of why Shiro got canned. It's not just we're losing. It's we spent a lot of money this summer, mm-hmm. and we still suck. And now you're trading away our stars, and that's costing us money. Yeah, you know what? You're fired, bud. It's funny because if you're doing the Taylor Hall deal now, and you said, hey, I'll give you um, the deal you got for a Coleman, you'd probably be like, no, throw in something else. You know, it probably wouldn't be enough. But then looking at what they got for Hall, you're like, they didn't even get that. But it's like, it's like how I defended Vegas for the Tatar trade. Which was awful. It was a terrible trade. They got Tatar, who they didn't even like, for a first, second, and third. Mm-hmm. But Vegas had such a cartoony amount of stuff, like it's a cartoony amount of picks. They still haven't gotten their second rounder that they got for taking Flurry. It's crazy. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. So they didn't need to get a good package. Right. Or they didn't need to give up, like, they could give up extra, is what you're saying. Arizona yeah. doesn't have resources to just throw away tampa does like these it's it's friggin uh wolf of wall street fun coupons yeah <laughs> what a trade nolan foot we got another prospect named foot we got his brother like it doesn't even matter right and first round pick whatever i wonder if if it was pitched hey we'll trade you both feet <laughs> we'll trade you both foot brothers how dare you it should have how been. dare you that'd be interesting how dare you That's i know Yes. We are, no. Both feet. That is a dirty joke. Why? Are both of our show titles going to be feet related? Is this one going to be called Dirty be. Feet? And then we're going to back to back. We're going to have nice shoes and then dirty feet. I think it was, I don't think it was knife shoes. I think it was knife feet. Knife, oh, I labeled it knife shoes. Oh, you, you, oh, you did? Yeah, okay. Well, bad. you're the one was who it did supposed it, so to be knife know. feet? <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. knife shoes. Here's, here's how we usually name the episodes, by the way. I start walking away, and Jesse goes, title! And I go, ah, and I say the first stupid idea that comes to my head. This is the stupid thing I said on the show. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, if you look at it, I two first-round picks is basically what they got for Blake Coleman. Yes. You got one for Taylor Hall, plus three maybes, and a third. Or were any of Nate, Nick, or Kevin drafted in the first round? Do you remember? Uh, I think Merkley might have been. Ball was a... Ball was a um, second, I'm pretty sure. Nick Merkley. Nick this Merkley. is why we need three of us here. So I know. Merkley was uh, round one, 30th overall in 2015. 2015. Yeah. And uh, this year he's in the AHL. Ah, since he joined the Binghamton Devils, he's got 18 points in 21 games. That's pretty good. So, I don't know. It's pretty close. The Devils are doing the right thing, though. Yeah, I applaud the Devils for tearing it down. They still have, like, the PK trade to make. 
I think that's a yeah. They're not. De- oh my god, the PK uh, Wayne Simmons. I want to yeah. say is on one year. Um, Vatnin is another name I keep hearing thrown around all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the right thing to do. Yeah, because if you tear it down, the right way to do it is scorched earth. You know, you don't halfway tear it down. You tear it down. Yeah, and that's and, what it seems like. And doing it's it. and then it's Nico Heischer's team and Jack Hughes's team and mm-hmm. whoever they get. <laughs> Very high this year. Listen, someone's got to challenge the Sens who might pick first and second here. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And then you look at you look at the guys they got now, like Severson and Butcher, mm-hmm. even even Connor Carrick. Like, he can stick around. Still he's, young he's, enough. He's guy. You know, he's guy. Yeah, yeah he's in there. Yeah, his coffee's probably good. Yeah. yeah. That's got to be a tough one for Carrick. Like you know, your team's gonna suck, but eh, my ice time's probably gonna go up. Like, I don't <laughs> right, know. right. That's that's a tough one. Anyways, I really like what the Devils are doing right now. Yes, which yeah. is, I mean, make peace with the fact that you stink. The worst thing you can do is fight the fact that you stink. Mm-hmm. And so many teams—that's what so many teams try and do all the time. They fight it. Sometimes you you stick it out. There are t- uh, the Blues were a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the Devils. I mean, the Blues were good and then mysteriously stunk. The Devils stunk, added some guys, and still stunk. Like, there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. And they're they're rebuilding the right way. I, I know you're itching to get your hands on the controller. I am. <laughs> I, can see you, I can see you itching and looking to play. But we have one more thing to get to. Sure. We got to talk about Michael Russo's bomb once again. Okay, so I don't know this, and mm. I'm excited to know this. Sometimes I intentionally deprive myself of information just to learn it live on the show. So Michael Russo of The Athletic, the one who previously wrote the article about the crazy saga going on in Minnesota and Paul Fenton's tenure. He should have just called the article Paul Fenton Sucks, because <laughs> yeah. that's what I came away with. <laughs> so uh, he got to go to Minnesota, Delwood, Minnesota. Delwood, Minnesota. And sit down with Bruce Boudreaux and his wife, Crystal. Okay. So he sat down with them, and he just talked about what it's like to get fired. And it's fascinating. And he's been fired a big old it's, bunch of times. I think he said it was his 10th team professionally that he's coached. He's not with any of those teams anymore. No, he, so. I know the Ducks fired him, the Caps fired him, so he must have been fired a bunch of other times. Right, that right. I don't remember. Obviously, yeah, the Wild three in the NHL. Yep, but yeah, and then um, so there's a couple there's a couple standout quotes though. Uh, the first one being, "It was funny because Bill came in and he shut the door, and as soon as he shut the door, I knew. You just know, right? And he says, "I'm going to make a change," and it, and I instantly said. Are you firing me? Just like that. And he goes, yes. I said, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) And then um, (laughs) Boudreaux, he goes and he storms out. He goes to his assistants and the other guys and he goes, I just got got fired. He gives the guys a hug. He goes to the director, gives him a hug. He says, I just got let go. And he walks out. I want to know everything about Bruce Boudreaux. Right? I really do. You learn a lot in this article because he sits down with his family. It's I fascinating. Got, I got to read this thing. Well, well, okay. So, and then it says, Garen agonized over the decision for a few weeks, discussed it for some time with Leopold, and finally called Leopold into his office around 9 a.m. on Friday to explain his reasoning and get the final go-ahead before driving a couple blocks from Wild Headquarters to Tria Rink. Tria Rink. 
So, so Garen's thinking about this for a couple of weeks. Well, and during that couple of weeks, though, they go like, what was it? Seven, seven three, three and one. Their best stretch in the entire season. You just <laughs> traded Zucker. This the team looks like it's coming around, and he's still thinking about firing Boudreaux. Yeah. And then that Friday, last Friday, Valentine's Day, he says to Leopold, "I'm going to do this," and he gets the go ahead. And then Boudreaux goes, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> And it was on Valentine's Day. Can I just say, so congratulations to whoever got to cover that in Minnesota. Because uh, the Leafs, I want to say it was, they traded Chris Versteeg to the Flyers on Valentine's Day. And I got to be on the conference call. I was only like 22. I got to be on the conference call because... All the reporters were like, (laughs) whatever, it's Valentine's Day, Mm -hmm. I'm out. So it is significant that he was fired on Valentine's Day. I wonder if, you know how sometimes they'll release news at like five on a Friday? Right. To sort of bury it. I wonder if a Valentine's Day firing is like a just a jacked up version of that. Plus it's a Friday. And it was a Friday. Double it's like Jeopardy. Super Friday. Uh. <laughs> Very interesting. So I wonder, I'm, I'd be curious to know if... Uh, a younger or less experienced person from Minnesota got to benefit from that. Yeah, I got to <laughs> cover covering the world. That would yeah. be cool. Um, I'm, yeah, young up-and-comer like Michael Russo, uh, uh, for sure. Boudreaux said, no matter how many times it has happened, no matter how much you know, it'll eventually happen. You're never, ever fully prepared. I'm glad that he had the same reaction as most of Hockey Twitter. Are you fucking kidding me? We sat here and we were like, we outlined all those things and we're like, it doesn't make sense. Well, they, they're heating up. This isn't when you do it. It seems to be a case of the GM wanting his own guy, is what has how Russo paints the picture is the GM wants to hire his coach. He's but when? <laughs> because the assistant that, is finishing out the season. He said the offseason. I why not wait? That's a very good question. Are you seeing Garen must be seeing something we're not? And Boudreaux is clearly just instilling some sort of garbage into the wild, according to Garen, Mm -hmm. that we just don't see. Otherwise, I don't see a point to what he did. What's the point? If you're obviously going to bring in your guy in the offseason, which is fine. Do that. Yeah. That's fine. But to fire him mid-season, you're you're actively going, I want this guy away from the team. Mm Mm-hmm. So what's that about? What's that about? Uh, what's that about this fascinating coach who is very openly still cheering for the Leafs? <laughs> a little bit. Bruce Boudreaux is a huge Leaf fan and like pretty open about it. Still, he was a regular season god mm-hmm. in Washington. Mm-hmm. He was a regular season god in Anaheim. He's. Riding the ship with the Minnesota Wild, which last summer didn't seem like a thing they could do. He made the playoffs twice, I believe, with the team, didn't he? And Lost in the might, first round, this both, year, but might have. Yeah. Um, and has a what is it? He's like zero and seven or one and seven in game sevens mm-hmm. in his NHL coaching. Like that's how does that work? Yeah. If a puck bounces a different way. A couple times, his entire career is different. But like, I, I don't even know about a puck bouncing because I want to say the the first Crosby Ovechkin game seven that series was so good. Game seven, the Pens won six one. <laughs> right. So, he's 
And the fact that he had that reaction and was so open about it the next day or two days later. Mm-hmm. This guy's one of the most fascinating people in the sport. Yeah, and we're he needs I hope someone hires him right away. He said if he's there's so fun. If there's a job open tomorrow, he's taking it. He said he wants to be back coaching as soon as possible. So what jobs are open? Where do you think Boucher Boucher lands? You know who I think has an interim coach right now, and it'd be really interesting to see him there because this team needs something, whatever the hell that is. San Jose. Okay. But they're they're packed in. Yeah. Carlson's done. Hurdle's done. Couture, I think, is done. What about the Seattle Kraken? Do they have a coach yet? Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, it starts a new franchise. That'd be a good job. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I think it was John Shannon tweeted, like, uh, boy, Ron Francis doesn't have a lack of options here. <laughs> right. You know, he, he could go Babcock. He could go Boudreaux. He could yeah. go... Uh, has Gallant found a team yet? No. I think Babcock would be great for an expansion team. Just he seeing be. what he did in 2016. Well, you want to talk about uh, as fresh a start as you can possibly get? How about a team with no players? <laughs> right. <laughs> you literally can't get fresher than that. And uh, I, you know what? That is, that is, I think, a great fit. Hmm. That's a great point, Jesse. I, th- I think because he obviously needs a redo. Yeah. Um and I don't know if I don't know if what he did was so bad he should never coach again. Bill Peters should never coach again. Babcock, hey man, be less of a nut. Like be less of an asshole. We no one in the whole saga of whatever with him mm-hmm. said Mike Babcock is a bad coach. No. He's a bad manager of personalities. He's got a huge ego. Fine. All he, the... Man, Red Wings fans. Holy shit. You warned us about all of it, and we we're just didn't sorry. see it. Yeah, yeah. we're sorry. <laughs> they, they tried to warn us for years. I, I remember just being like, man, I, that's what happens when you're in one place for too long. Like, people just get so gosh darn mad at you. Mm-hmm. Like, relationship sour, whatever. Um, this guy is good enough to be a coach in the NHL. He needs... To hit the reset button, and what better way to do that than with a team that uh, has no players? He gets to instill a culture that's Babcock culture, hopefully turn down like 35% and not <laughs> to the making lists level. Yeah. But like a, a culture of hard work and dedication and winning, like that's what he wants to create, right? And if I, he can do that with a fresh group of guys, it should be successful. I will say this, though. So... uh Lucic recently came out and said some things that sort of made it look like, you know, the Flames weren't huge fans of Bill Peters. And there was obviously what Akeem Alou said, but we're forgetting that caught up on the Hurricane side of things when he was accused of, like, kicking players and stuff was the Hurricanes GM at the time, Ron Francis. So I think he's going to want to go squeaky clean. It'd be great for Babcock. I think it's a terrible idea for francis probably that's fascinating yeah like wow. you're not and like they're best friends mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, peters and babcock supposedly um yeah i mean no that's i think that rules them out then it's got to be galan or boudreaux is laviolette yeah. available too he is yeah there's a lot of coaches it's a good How about this? well i was gonna say ah oh, damn the hockey men and boys club and think outside the box 
Uh, Boudreaux and Galan are pretty good coaches. Like recycle the same guys. You can recycle good ones. <laughs> all right. Recycling is there's uh, there's a reason we all have blue bins. Mm-hmm. Like uh, <laughs> I I don't know. That's that is uh, a fascinating little wrinkle. Well, I highly recommend everyone out there with a subscription to go read uh, Michael Russo's article on uh, visiting Boudreaux and his wife in Minnesota. It's very fascinating. Yeah, and then go read Sportsnet.ca and click all the ads. And then go read TSN.ca and click all the ads. Yeah, but third. (laughs) Are you ready? Yes. Can I go to the bathroom first? Yes. Let's pause. You go to the bathroom, and then I'll get NHL set up. The Presser. S-D-P. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. So, as I put my glasses on so we can play Chell. Which camera's on? Which one should I look at? Anyway, um, we actually have another update in the Shea Weber thing. Let's hear it. Uh, So this is from Nick Kiprios. He posted this to his uh, Instagram and he tweeted it out as well. To Shea Weber and the Montreal Canadiens organization. Last week, I sent out a tweet to further advance the story of Shea's injury. While I was able to properly identify his injured foot, and speak of the swelling while awaiting further confirmation, it was not my intent to mislead anyone about his immediate future. My primary objective was to report on the Canadians' serious concerns going into the week. After time to reflect, I understand how portions of my tweet added unnecessary stress to Shay, his family, and the team. While I still stand by the information that I received, I'd like to apologize to Shay and the Canadians for not choosing my words with more sensitivity. I wish Shay a speedy recovery. Nick Kiprios. Wow. Well, I mean, he's going to get his wish of a speedy recovery. Yeah, it looks like it's already happening. Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but, but that is bizarre. And, like, he's not admitting that he was wrong on a because he says he stands by his information. Like, Nick Kiprios didn't pull this out of his ass. No, he got a report, and it was premature because they hadn't done... The MRI is what it sounds like. Or right. at least they had done the MRI and the results were uh, not great or right. or inconclusive. And it sounds like as more information came out, then they got the actual medical reports. But um, he, he clearly had the information correct at the time. It's just it changed. This still doesn't explain how the Habs said he's out four to six weeks. <laughs> that two days ago. is a whole different story because that's the team. Maybe they rushed that after they saw Caprios' report. Maybe. I don't know. That's that's a strange one, man. Want to run some chow? We're gonna run some chow. So for everybody listening right now, we're gonna we're in our studio and we've hooked up uh, NHL twenty to our TV in the studio and we're gonna play while Steve answers some Twitter questions. So yeah. if you want to go watch this, head to over our YouTube channel. If you just want to listen, you're listening right now. There you go. All right, so first question comes from uh, NHL Chunky. What are we playing, by the way? Let's play threes. Set up uh, NHL threes. We'll play each other in threes. All right. All right, so first... uh, My controller one? I am. Oh, okay, good. First question comes from NHL Chunky. If someone births three kids, they're usually called triplets, right? If a fourth kid is birthed, are they still triplets? (laughs) The answer is no. They are quadruplets. Four goals is not a hat trick. You bastard. Thank you, NHL Chunky. How do you, how do you want to pick teams? You want to do three random? Uh, w- uh, two randoms, and they get to pick which one, or you suicide. That's how I play with my friends. So you, get, so you get two randoms, so you hit square, 
Uh, so no All Stars. So that's a cancel. So I got Vegas. So you got Vegas and you, Pacific All Stars. No, that so. doesn't count. So you okay. could do another one. Sends. So you get <laughs> Vegas or Sends, or you can suicide and you hit square again. So I got Ducks and Panthers. Do you have a preference? Uh, let me check the Ducks stat again. So I'm gonna check the Ducks. Ducks stats. I'm gonna go with Ducks. So I'm not gonna choose my suicide. All right, I'm gonna go VGK. You're gonna go Vegas. All right. Yeah. This next question comes from. Look at their offense. Ninety-six. That's unbelievable. Holy shit. Uh, okay. Gord Hardy wants to know, what team should we cheer for in the playoffs if and when the Leafs don't make it? Ooh. First, I'm gonna do heads tails. So I won. You want to do goal limit? Five. Uh, what are my options? Uh, goal limit of five, win or by tight. two, money puck. Yeah, let's do that. Y- yeah, you like this? You select the rules. You won the toss. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. There you go. Sportsmanship and all so that. So who do you uh, cheer for if the Leafs don't make it? Who are you cheering for this year? Hmm. That's a tough one. It's weird. I didn't like the Oilers on account of their fans are mean to me. Uh, um, but... Uh, I'm starting to I'm starting to actually like fall in love with their story a little bit. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I'm, how many? How often do I sneeze on the show? Um, do, do I don't know. The Canucks. Here. I've sort of been bullish on all year, but again, like I can't I can't cheer for a Canadian team to win the cup before the Leafs because I just know it's going to be a bad time for all involved. Um, you know what's going to be a really bad time for me, but I think they'll take it with good humor? If the Penguins win. We talk so much crap about that team. And for Sidney Crosby to win when everyone's doubting him again. And moreover, Evgeny Malkin. Yeah. And Mike Sullivan. And uh, throw throw uh, throw uh, Murray in the garbage. You know, Especially a season where there's so many injuries, too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. They're number one in the league in wins above replacement uh, lost, obviously, on account of Sidney Crosby's decent in hockey. Oh, I'm the away team. I'm going to get killed. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do you have any? This sucks as audio for yeah, anybody. Do you have any more questions? I do. And I'll I try to run it. I'm going to get another question up. Yeah, get a, get a question up. And then All right, we'll... this is a really good one from Freddie underscore Anderson. We paused the game sure. so we can answer this. Uh, who would you have taken on your mentor trip? Okay. So answer that and then explain why while we play. Great. Go ahead. Um, ooh, that is actually a really difficult one. I have, uh, I've had the good fortune of many mentors throughout my career. Um, and you probably read about a bunch of them in the book. Gino Retta uh, was one. He was my first boss at my first paid gig in hockey. Shane <laughs> Steve scored and was up one nothing in three. No, I think that was a money puck. Oh, it was up two, two nothing because apparently that goal counted for two. Um, ooh, that is a very tough one. Um, Dave Cadeau, who is in charge of Sportsnet 590, the fan. Um, got me my job at Sportsnet, um, even though I'm not still under the on the radio side. Um, I don't know, but like, my dad can be my mentor, right? Oh yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'd probably have a tough time not bringing my dad. 
My dad or my mom. <laughs> After all of that? Yeah, I know. You settle on your dad or your mom? Yeah, well, because at the end of the day, that's that's what it's about. Oh! Right, right. Oh! Ew! If I can pull out Nasher. Ew! Steve scored again Sorry, in, uh, in threes. I am barely paying attention. This game is a warm-up. Oh, yeah, that's why you're up. losing, right? It's a warm-up. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a warm-up? It's definitely a warm-up. Yeah, but when you start winning, that, that means you're paying it's attention, It's definitely right? not a warm-up when I start winning. You know what? I'm just looking at all those money pucks after this goal. I'm going to get a 4 nothing lead right here, and Jesse's going to win it. Watch. Oh, you... up to the point. Uh, here, I have to get another uh, question up. Okay. Uh, you have the puck, so you got to hit pause. Oh, you want me to pause? Yeah. There you go. So you settled on your dad or your mom? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I would answer the same thing. I would say my dad, because he's the one who, like, growing up as a kid, he's the one who took me to every practice, to every game. He's the one who taught me how to love sports, you know? Yeah. Well, I just feel like, like uh, I don't know, if, if you read the book, you know a little bit about my family history and everything, but, like, my dad didn't get to do a whole bunch when I was a kid and, you know, wasn't very, he wasn't physically fit, right? He's, he might be in better shape now mm-hmm. uh, in his 60s. And mom, uh, I mean, mom was a mom, right? That was her primary job and everything else was just to help pay the bills, right? So it would, it would have to be one of them. I feel like, and also they had such a disappointing son athletically. <laughs> <laughs> they never got to experience any, any of that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about this as if I'm me and not I'm me in the NHL. Right. I'd bring my mom or my dad. This one's from uh, Dua Zara. Oh, yeah. Do you think Kyle Dubas forces the team to collectively get their flu shots next season? Oh, my God. Here, you want to play? Yeah, let's hit resume. Um, Yeah, I mean, dude, you make millions of dollars. You... Whoops. You make millions of dollars. Um, We pay you millions of dollars. Oh, that's got to be a penalty shot. Hell, yeah. Um... We want you in the damn lineup. But we're also pretending like influenza is the, oh, my God, I went backwards. Oh, my God, I went backwards. Ah, I'm an idiot. Um, we're pretending like influenza is the only illness you can get, uh, which it's just not. So we have no idea what the Leafs got or how bad it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because You also can't force them. <laughs> right. I just don't know, like, is it, in a, in a, in a sports uh, atmosphere like that, in a, in a dressing room, is it possible to keep an, uh, uh, an entire locker room of disgusting boys from getting sick? Mm-hmm. There, you, can, you can prevent them from getting stupid shit like the mumps. Which Stop sharing water bottles, you gross, disgusting boys. Mm-hmm. Um... But here, I'm going to switch out th- Shea Theodore. I'm going to go full send uh, with uh, Jonathan Marchessault on defense. Nice. Let's go. Because um, you've been hammering this point uh, a lot on your videos about the team sickness and how you excuse like the Dallas game for that and how just when you're in a locker room with a bunch of guys, if one person's sick, everyone's probably going to get sick. Probably. But 
that's a reality, oh. right? And it's just another obstacle you got to face when you're playing at the NHL level. Yeah, like all things are equal. It's not like the Leafs are the only team that have had the flu bug. It's it sounds like they're one of the worst. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the Canadian teams got it pretty bad. Montreal got it pretty bad too. Um, I mean, you could. I look at it like that's sort of up to the team's training staff, but like you're not you're not responsible for these guys when they go out and you're not responsible for there's just too many aspects to a player's life um you just have no control over they're flying all the time like that's forget the locker room like how do you stay sanitary on a plane right if one guy coughs you're all boned yeah even if you have your own jet you know yeah like i was so stressed out flying from oh jesse's on the board uh i was so stressed out flying home from charlotte because someone just kept coughing the mm-hmm. whole time. And I'm like, cool, I guess I'm sick now. So now we got a double money puck. And if I score here, it's over. Oh, shit. But if Jesse scores, it's tied. Oh! I almost uh, scored on myself. That was bad. And I left the puck behind. That's also bad. Oh, no. Or do you want to get another question up? Sure. Okay. I'll pause it. Mark Stone's about to get this killed. Is from, uh, <laughs> oh my god, he's about to get creamed. Hockey Lake seventy two. Okay. Can we talk more about how Leon Drysidel is having eight more points than Jamie Ben's Art Ross season in only fifty nine games? Let's, let's let's talk about the Oilers and Drysidel and McDavid and how crazy of a season they're having. Sure. I mean, let, oh no, I just gave it right to Jesse. Oh, off the goal line. <laughs> um. So, uh. Yeah, a lot of people I've seen uh, pointing that out. Um, I think it's that's two-pronged. That's Dreisaitl is having an unbelievable season, and hockey has gotten better. <laughs> like, uh, when Jamie Benn led the league with 87 points, that was a friggin' disgrace. Like, the, you, you have a league, you have a, like, when was the last time, or how often in hockey's history, have there only been, like, five point-a-game players? Which is basically what we had. Right. Right, back then. Um, but also for Dreisaitl to have more than 87 points in, what was it, 59 games? 59 games. That's absurd. That's stupid. And he's already proving, what What are the Oilers, 2-1 and one without McDavid? Like, uh, yeah. They're clearly proving that it wasn't, like he's not a byproduct of McDavid. I'm sure it helps. <laughs> right. I'm sure playing with, here, let's maybe get another one before we start the next sure, period. Sure, sure. But I'm sure it helps, but like. Come on, Drysaddle is clearly good. Um, third overall pick, uh, probably should have gone. Maybe should have gone first, because that was 2014. I was at that draft. That was Aaron Ekblad went first, and I think I want to say Sam Reinhart went second. Third, you get Drysaddle. Like the the Oilers, out of all their first overall picks, you should probably add Drysaddle to the list because he should have gone first. That year, it's like they got back to back with him and McDavid back to back drafts. That's that's some real um, Crosby Malkin stuff. Only one pick off. This is from Leafs six six is six i x x because of course. Uh. <laughs> Come up with a hypothetical forward trade and a D trade for the Leafs before the deadline. Let's go. Can you do that? Yes, it's a hard one. I'm gonna try. So <laughs> the Leafs right. acquire a forward. And also a D. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I'm trying to... Oh, Jesse tied it up with a money puck. Um, 
Okay, what do the Leafs need up front? Yeah, for anybody listening, the score is now 3-3. I am the Ducks, Steve is the Golden Knights, and we're playing threes. You got it. Next goal wins. Oh, yeah, because it's a money puck. Oh, God. Uh, You got to It depends on what you want, right? So I look at the Leafs and what do they need? Uh, Size and snarl and whatever. Okay, I get it. To me, uh, I think a third-line center would actually be nice. Because what are your options right now? Spezza? I don't think I love him as the third-line center all the time. Oh, Flurry! And I just threw it away. Oh, no. Flurry again. Um, oh, Spezza. Two on O. Engvall. Ah! Yeah! Mark Stone! <laughs> Get in! Steve just won. Um, two and O break after I had a one-timer in the clear and Flurry stopped it. That was all Flurry. Damn. That was every Vegas uh, playoff run. Woo. It was just Flurry. Um, I feel like they, they could use a third-line center, but I'm trying to think of like who's even available. I feel like the answer is almost always Nick Benino. <laughs> Every year, he right. seems to be either available or already on a contender. Is that that's really what you're looking for? A third line center? Well, up front though, because okay. like, I got to come up with one up front. Oh, okay. Because otherwise, like on the wings, I just I don't know. I'm not too worried. I'm really not worried. Um. I'm more worried about just like getting the most out of them every night. But I do feel like the Leafs' depth is a strength, even though we focus, you know, a lot on um, the top two lines, which are great. But we're forgetting that Kerfoot's part of that. So Kerfoot is not even a pure center. Engvall's not necessarily a pure center at the NHL level. Spezza is 36. Like that's the sort of thing I think I'd like. You already got Clifford. If the center you get is a tough nut as well. That definitely helps. Mm-hmm. On D, shit. I'm just looking for anything. I'm looking for stops. I want stops. Um, so I had choice between the Oilers. Oh, and mascots. Is that an option? Do you want to play mascots? Well, because that's one of the ones I got. Oh, no. No, no. Team mascots is Okay, not so option. I'm on Oilers and Devils. You know what? We're going to go Oilers. I suicided uh, the Panthers. Oh, okay. If you no, I'll, I'll do it too. Pew. Oh. All stars. Avalanche. There That's you not go. bad. All right. Let's go. Both our offenses are 100. <laughs> <laughs> and the goalies 81. It's a pretty fair matchup. Yeah. Uh, on D, like, yeah, Jesus. I'm looking for. You know, you know what? You know who I'm starting to give more slack to? Select the arena. The, the, more, the more people. Uh, I don't know. Staples Center, sure. The more people give flack to this player, the more slack I'm giving them. Mm-hmm. Tyson Berry has such a hard job on this team because Dermot is a frigging wild card. I never know what he's going to do. So you've turned a page on Tyson Berry. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's, I'd say that. Okay, because it's only been a couple days since we were all not on the Tyson Berry train. He's still very frustrating. Yeah, But I just feel like, like that pairing is awful. They're terrible. They don't mm-hmm. work together. And I think a big part of that is is uh never knowing where Tyson uh where Travis Dermott is gonna be any given moment. Does it it frustrates me that whenever the puck goes to Barry at the blue line, we know what it's gonna oh. be. And it feels like a black hole because it's always just gonna be shot towards the net. Does yes. that not frustrate you? No, of course it does. And it's definitely, it's concerning when you almost always know what a player is going to do. Like and that's, then he does it? 
That's part of the reason Nylander has become uh, so dangerous this year is he doesn't always do the same bloody thing anymore that sort of curl back. And when he does, he made a guy fall down yesterday. It was hilarious. Um, but like Kapanen, you always know what he's going to do on the rush, even though he has... Oh, snipe from Jesse. Uh, I am up one nothing. We start a new game. It's Florida Panthers versus uh, the Avalanche. I'm the Panthers. Panthers up one nothing for anybody listening. So Kapanen's got that special skill set, but it's never good. Oh, my God, McKinnon's dead. It's never good when you know what a player is going to do every single time. Um, but I just, I just want stops. I just want a tough prick who can actually stand in front of the net and do stuff. Like, like I was. Here's how desperate I was. Uh, when I saw Zach Bogosian got put on waivers, I, I texted Berkshire. I'm like, he sucks, right? <laughs> like, just to make sure. Yeah. So, and what's funny is I actually think he would have been a somewhat decent candidate. Uh, because the Leafs have this cap space. He doesn't cost them an asset. And supposedly, like, by and large, he yes, he does suck. Um, but he can defend in tight. And he is a borderline criminal when it comes to violence in front of the net. Um, you know, could he keep it together for a couple months um, while the Leafs are trying to get into the playoffs and then also do stuff in the playoffs? Do you remember at the beginning of the year when you were yelling, just punch somebody in the face? Yeah. Do you remember that? It, do we still feel that way? Yes. It feels like that that feeling has never gone from this team, that they still don't have some sort of... It's not toughness, because I feel like that's kind of being weeded out of the game, but just not to be pushed around. Just play a little harder on the puck. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely it. And, like, smack a guy in the face. Like, dude, we see so much crap uh, between whistles in the playoffs. Like, look at... Was did you see what um, Pavel Buchnevich, Kale McCarr? Steve, uh, Steve scored. It's now one 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 Avalanche in Florida. You not see what Pavel Buchnevich did to Brad Marchand? No. It's... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Where, where were you <laughs> looking okay. down? My yeah, bad. My yeah. bad. My bad. That's okay. Oh, and you almost scored. Um, what Buchnevich did to Marchand? Uh, no. Marchand cross checks someone right in the back, like he always does. Third man in, like he always does. I just gave Jesse a. Money puck there, so now it's 2 0 oh, for me. Crap. It was a negative money puck. There's not a lot of money pucks in this game. I know, I know. Um, oh, there is a negative one over there, though. Oh, no. So Jesse's on the board. That's 2 1. And I think if you score the next one, it's a minus two. Oh. So you could go up 2 nothing, even though it's 2 1 for me. Right. Even though technically it's 2 2. Oh, no. It's, it's negative one. Um,. No, yeah, Marshan cross check after the whistle, third man in, classic. It's what he does every friggin' day, um, and uh, and uh, Buchnevich just drills him. Mm-hmm. Now it's a cross check. It's from behind. It's clearly not allowed, but they're doing it too. So screw it. Like you might as well send the message. Like, listen. The NHL and George Peros have sent a message loud and clear. We want violence still in the game. We're going to keep it in the game. Frigging deal with it. So, you know, you went the direction that hockey was going, which is smaller, faster, more skilled. And that was great. And that was smart. Uh, The league in the regular season now is turning more violent. 
and there's less accountability. It's only going to get worse in the playoffs. Go get you a psycho. Like, go get you a complete nut who is a borderline criminal. Like, why not? My, why not? My only thing is, I if I were Dubis, I wouldn't be trying to get a psycho. I would be trying to triple down on your strategy that you're doing now. One thing, oh, I, what a I was listening to a, a podcast recently with... Uh, Bill Simmons, he's a basketball guy. I know Bill Simmons. On the Ringer Network. He yep. was talking to Steve Nash about the Phoenix Suns from the late 2000s, the last decade, mm-hmm. the crazy Suns team that were just taking threes and running up and down the court. Was that Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash? Yeah. And, yep. Yeah. So Nash was saying what he wishes the Suns did was that he wishes they had just pushed it even further. Because right. they were doing this thing, and it never worked. They never won a championship. But he wishes they had just tripled down on their strategies and that they had gone and they would started playing basketball the way it's being played now, where everybody's just taking a million threes a game. Well, isn't that isn't that what the Golden State Warriors did? Yeah. Like, we're going to exclusively extent. do that. We're going to have so many weapons that you can't guard us. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if it's the right thing for the Leafs to do to, to hey, we're going to try and match everybody else in this way why not hey we're doing this skill thing we're trying this out where we're paying all of our forwards all our skill forwards this ridiculous amount of money to go be skill forwards why not just keep going in that direction why not keep going and getting guys like tyson berry who are shoot first defensemen and why not just go get more skilled forwards instead of and why not go get Matt? I That's what I not. said, though. Matt Dumba seems like the guy if you want to go that route. He, he, I'm so here for that. He just seems like a good fit. Like no, I, I it's like I said, there's no move they can make that'll make them this great defensive team. Mm-mm. There is no move. So abandon that. Get a right hand defenseman who can play frigging hockey, mm-hmm. score goals, and Matt Dumba is. Not a pushover, and he's he's got some really big hits on his resume. Uh-huh. It's a really good fit if the deal is there. I just don't know if it's there. Right. See, I'm all for getting Matt Dumbo. Who wouldn't want Matt Dumbo on their team? It's just it doesn't make sense for Minnesota to give him up, and it doesn't seem like Toronto's the assets to acquire. Yeah, it's tough. It's double-edged knife. Do you have another you want... question before we start? Yeah, next question can be uh, from Nick77 Kippers. I don't know pronounce that he says worst case scenario the Leafs don't make the playoffs what's one drastic and team altering move you would make what's your what's your Kawhi to the Raptors move for the Leafs damn all right let's go all right let's do that while we play the uh, next period of threes Steve's up what is it three nothing uh, you got yes. a couple of money pucks that you eliminated Which all could, my goals. Oh my god, what am I doing? Landeskog, get out of here. Kadri, <laughs> get out nice, of here. Nice. Oh my god, I don't even have Rantanen in my lineup, but I got Makar. Holy shit, <laughs> the abs are stacked. Can I put Rantanen in net? Do you think? Yeah, wow. Um, hey, Naz. Hey, I miss you. Miss you, pal. All right, I got to come back here. Come on, pal. Let's um, do this. So, my big drastic move. Yeah. Let's just pine the sky. Leafs completely bomb the rest of the season. Don't make the playoffs. Oh, Who are you trading? What move are you making? Uh, I just... So, I feel like I'm being goaded... Oops. I'm being goaded into talking about the big four. Matthews... That's what it sounds like. Absolutely not. There's Marner. There's Nylander. There's Tavares. Um, I just don't 
see how we just had a conversation about doubling down on the strategy and um i don't see how it i don't see how you possibly win a trade trading any of those guys and they're all with the exception of Tavares who is in his prime um they are all going to get better Marner will be better next year than he is this year barring injury same with Matthews same with Nylander like the roof on those guys is absolutely ridiculous um I think what you got to do is like when when you spend that much money on those guys McCarr! Steve scored uh, for nothing Steven when when you spend that much money on those guys you sort of make peace with the fact that you cannot afford to have third liners making 3 million and up right oh Kamakar do you have Bobrovsky in net uh, I he's, don't know. He's garbage. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. To who was in that. You're I was of, trying to win. You're making peace with the fact that you can't afford those players. So, like, I'm trying to, I've been trying to picture the Leafs fully healthy. Mm. And the name we keep forgetting is Mikheyev. Someone's got to go. And if I'm not mistaken, Mikheyev, really fast, killed penalties, and I'm pretty sure played the right wing. Like, I remember the, that, that line that they tried for a little bit before he got hurt was Tavares centering Mikheyev on the right and Engvall on the left. I'm pretty sure. I think all signs point to Kapanen getting moved. Yeah. Um, my problem but is just you can't move him for nothing. That And that wouldn't be now, would it? Because Could be. It could be whenever you want. And okay. honestly, I Because I think with Janssen out, I thought that took that off the table. No. No. <laughs> I They have... Losing Kapanen should not sewer your whole friggin' season with the talent that you have. Um. Oh, and going back to a previous question... Can I oh. use the washroom while you do this? Yeah, sure. All right. Going back to a uh, previous question... Am I, am I the road team? Uh, you earned home by winning. Oh, okay. Um, going back to a previous question... About the, well, definitely not using the Bruins. Susan. Abs again. No, that's boring. Blackhawks, sure. Um, losing Kapanen would hurt the penalty kill, for sure. I don't even know what Cameron's on. Uh, losing Kapanen would definitely hurt the penalty kill. Um, but how about we get a pure center who can play on the penalty kill who's not Freddie freaking Gauthier, who's not even going to be in the lineup uh, every night. He'd be really good, um, but if you want a trade that I think is high value for the other team and you can get something for them, um, I think you got to look at Kapanen's got to go, um, and that alleviates a little bit of cap problems. And honestly, maybe moving on from Dermot. Um, I hate that. He seems like a great guy. Seems like he loves being a Leaf. Seems like he's got all kinds of potential and all the talent in the world, but I think that's a decent package uh, towards getting something. So Jesse, what I just told them was I, I would consider a package of Capitan Dermot that could get you something, huh? To significantly improve the back end, um, you got to give something to get something. Capitan is not going to move the meter enough, I don't think. And, uh, oh, you're going Swedish League? No, no. 
I'll go. I'll go uh, European League with you. Let's go NHL teams. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll go back. Which team is Cam? Why not on? Is he on the Mooseheads? I want to be them. Um, uh, did you randomize to Blackhawks? Uh, yes. Except I got the Avalanche again. So then I went to the Blackhawks. Oh, okay. You could have been the Avalanche again. Nah. All right. I'll do my random teams. I got Blue Jackets or Jets. Ooh. Oh, but their defense sucks. I'm going to go. it really does. I'm going to go Suicide. It's also threes, though, and you can just have three forwards. No, we're playing a uh, full game. Oh, this is full game? Yeah, because you earned threes was for home ice. Oh. So you got home ice by playing threes, and now we're going to do full full game. Mind if I take the abs back? <laughs> Do you want to? Yeah, okay. You can have the Here, answer back. No, I'll start over. Randomize. All right. So I have to do three. All right. One. Nope. Wild. Sabres. So you get Wilder Sabres. Oh. Bruins? No. Fine. I'll be the Bruins. All right. They're so good. Don't be upset. They are good. Their defense is. I'm going to go three. Surprisingly One. Low. Islanders. Yeah. Avalanche. Ducks. Ducks. Let's go. There you go. You got a goalie. That's for sure. Oh, three minutes, perfect. Yeah. Let's go. All right, final game, and then we'll wrap the show. So who do you go out and get? The problem is, like, any name I throw out there is going to sound stupid because it's going to involve a player that no one wants to move. Who has too many D? The answer I keep coming back to is the Blues. So is the move – is there a conceivable move where you (sighs) – Here's what you might be able to pull off in the offseason, and I'm serious. They're not going to do it now. It makes no sense for them to do it now. They're not the Blues are not going to lose Alex Petrangelo. They're mm. not. He's the no. captain of the reigning Stanley Cup champions. They're not going to lose him. They're going to re-sign him. It's going to be for a lot of money. They already have Justin Falk locked up to a big old bunch of money. I could see the Leafs putting together a really nice package to somehow get Colton Pareko. And last year it was the Leafs picking at a, a carcass of a team. This the context now is extremely different, um, and I just feel like it can maybe help them. I feel like there's going to oh. be a lot less talking during this game. Yes, and it might be terrible podcast. Uh, whatever, I don't care. But who cares? Whatever. It's back to back days. Oh, you hit Marshan, <laughs> so I'm not even sad about it. My uh, breakout is looking lax. Oh, there he is. Come on, Machi. Get dummied. Get wrecked. All right. I'm just gonna... I froze the puck so I can ask you another question. I'm just going to skate Marshand into situations where he gets hit. <laughs> One thing that I've kind of been an advocate for at, for three-on-three overtime is eliminating uh, offsides. Okay. So uh, Castle Nick asks if the NHL should ab- abolish offsides and blue lines. But I don't think they should do that during the game. Okay. During the like, do you yeah. want to do you want to play an answer and talk about that? Oh yeah. yeah, all, yeah. Right, all right, go ahead. We'll start the game back up. Or do do you think we can? This game's going to take forever if we stop for sure. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um, what do you think about offsides, blue lines? I'm totally with you for three on three. They serve no purpose other than to make the game more boring. Um, yeah, I think they're they're totally stupid. We Jeff Merrick has this ability to ask. Uh, questions that if you were watching hockey while high would be the best. <laughs> and that is if we were coming up with hockey from scratch, like we just had to come up with a sport from scratch 
and we came up with something that looks like hockey today, we would never come to the conclusion that we needed offside. I'm not sure we need offside in any sport. Well, what sports have offside? Soccer. Soccer has offside, and that's what you can't. Uh, an attacking player can't be behind. Like basically, breakaways are illegal. Right. Of, or like a sprung breakaway. Unless you have the ball. Yeah. Unless you're you somehow outrun everyone else with the ball, which I imagine is pretty freaking hard. Um. Yeah. It's you can't do it. Football is what you start earlier than you're supposed to. Yeah, you can't move before you can't cross the line of scrimmage before the ball is in play. That makes sense. That makes perfect yes, sense because you can't line up behind the quarterback or like at the quarterback. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, uh, that that makes some sense. My Tyson Berry strategy is failing against you right now. Yeah, uh, just w- wiring it from the point. That makes some sense. Hockey, uh, I don't see. You said you would keep it during the game. I'm not even sure I would keep it during the game. I just don't see. The purpose that it serves, like in the the the, like here. What what's your retort to that? The purpose of the offsides. Yes, I think it. You'll, offensive, offensively, it'll be uh, you'll just more get guys creative. camping, right? And I don't think you'll see as much uh, uh, oh, camping as you think because it doesn't happen in basketball, which doesn't have an offside. Which doesn't have offside. Yeah, the guys are the guys are too good for them to camp out on the other side, right? Well, and you know what prevents it? In basketball, you have the same number of players on the court right. as the other team. Right. So in hockey, unless it's a power play, but even then you're... you're you need you're, to play defense. Yeah, you're the defending team. If you're matching up man-to-man, you need to play defense. Exactly. Um, but uh, in hockey, you have the same amount of players as the other team. Pay attention, and if they burn you, friggin' looks good on you. Right. Like I don't understand why we need offside at all in this sport. Oh, you never played the game. It's, no, I'm trying to make the game better. Shut up. <laughs> it's interesting because I feel like it won't be as much on the um, the camping out on the other end of the side. It will be more on the breakouts. Like you'll have guys breaking out and ending up in the zone somewhere. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the pass oh that's <laughs> barely on side will now be completely over the other side and he'll be hanging out in the corner as the puck's coming in. Like they'll be set your guys will be setting up in the offensive zone before the puck gets in as they can't right now. So the game the game will be fundamentally different. Yes, and that's And do we are we willing to change the entire way hockey's played? Which brings us to In our a, hypothetical. This, which brings us to a ridiculous conversation that we often have. What is hockey? Right. Like it'll be a great sport when it's done. I get mm-hmm. evolution, but like, is this is that just the next one? Because there was one time when you couldn't pass the puck forward. Yeah, you know, but, it used to be more like rugby. But that was a hundred years ago, and now we're still having debates like, how bad is a cross check to the throat, really? <laughs> right. I just don't. I just feel like it's futile. But what um, if what if a hundred years from now we've already played a hundred years with no offsides, and we're thinking, oh, that was ridiculous when we had offsides. Yes, I, I believe it. <laughs> and like three on three, it's so it's so shitty. It's mm-hmm. just three on three is supposed to be ridiculous breakneck fun. That's the point of it, right? You're not, you don't have three on three because you think it closely resembles five on five hockey. And you're not, you're certainly not doing three on three to put an emphasis on defense. 
Why do you have offside? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And then, but then you get the conversation of, well, how different is it from the shootout then? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just want us to pick what hockey is. <laughs> All right. So it's the end of the first period. It's 0 0. Uh, Steve's the Bruins. I'm the Ducks. I don't I have, have a shot on goal. I have four shots on goal. Steve has zero. Uh, Steve's currently on the power play. Has it expired yet? Uh, I think it might have. Jesus. No, a minute oh, no. a minute 22 has expired on his power play. Uh, so he's got that left. And okay, we're going to head into the second period. And our question is going to be from Miles uh, Mark Salini. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm terrible with names. I apologize to everybody's name. I've butchered this episode. Sure. Uh, he says, unpopular food opinion, question mark. Oh, here, this will be a short one. Oh, uh, what? Or, okay, fine, fine. Here, Let's we'll, go. We'll, we'll go into it. You have it. so many food takes. Well, the, okay. How dare you? It's, so my hatred of bell peppers has really screwed screwed me, and I love food. I love all kinds of food. I'm not one of those guys who's like, I won't eat like a certain culture's food, but like my hatred of bell peppers really limits like what I can have like for Mexican, what I can, oh, Jesse, (laughs) this one flying. It really limits what I can have for Thai food, uh, a lot of Indian food. So that's not a hot take so much. It's just me regretting how much I hate peppers because any, anything from any of those cultures as long as it doesn't have bell peppers, is friggin' delicious. Right. But the things that have bell peppers, I, like, can't ignore it. Um, how uh, about this take? Uh, hot take. Oh, do you have a hot take? I would, there's so much drunk food I'd rather have before poutine. There's That's a, a good one. There's a thousand things I'd rather, oh, bro, we gotta, there's, dude, shawarma is friggin' awesome, pizza. I would take I, pizza every day. Also, I think I'd have street meat over poutine. <laughs> 100% agree. A yeah. good hot dog? Yeah, a good hot dog. That's the key. Um, oh, I didn't, I didn't. Gravy on fries isn't the best. Okay, I'll disagree with that. I'm not. Uh, a I, gravy, gravy doesn't do it for me. I'm not a gravy person. I just feel like it's kind of like, like poutine, especially at these places that got to crank out so many boxes of it at like 2 in the morning. Um, right, it, when they're the only place open. Yeah, it becomes kind of like nachos in that all the good stuff's on top. And, like, you you eat it right away like a friggin' animal. So none of it, like, it doesn't seep throughout the fries. You don't get, like, an even distribution of cheese or anything. It's just so rare to get it done well. Like, you'd have to get poutine at, like, a restaurant, like mm-hmm. a sit-down restaurant. A real place, yeah. Yeah, to yeah. have it good. I fast food poutine. I 100% agree with you. Um, can I also add this? Sure. If your food is good, it doesn't require ketchup. Ketchup only goes on bad foods. But couldn't that <clears throat> couldn't that be said of almost any sauce? No, there are there are certain sauces that enhance food. If you make a good sauce and you put most chickens require sauce. I find because some sort of barbecue sauce or, or whatever, or curry chicken or whatever it is, or good yep. seasoning. But ketchup itself, I find, is only for bad food. So if you're eating something with ketchup, you're probably eating some bland food. But does that mean you don't like ketchup, or you do? I love ketchup. Oh, I use it as a so uh, what do you modifier of the taste. So what do you have it on? Because then we know you don't like that food. Normal stuff like bad bad fries or whatever. 
Like See, I, I'm not a big ketchup and fries guy. Really? Scrambled eggs. I, I oh, like it sometimes. Oh, no, that's nasty. Except, okay, this is gonna, I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, the way my wife makes scrambled eggs, I put ketchup on that. The way I make scrambled eggs, they're, they're perfect. <laughs> no, but we, <laughs> you're gonna be in big shit. No, no, we've already had this. We've already had this argument many times. Uh-huh. Um, maybe I should stop trying the exact same friggin' thing. Yeah. Uh, the more I talk, the worse I play. Oh, uh, but th- I have, this cannot be talk. good to watch. No, we're both bad. Oh no. Um, no, no, we just fundamentally see eggs differently. Oh, she shit. she likes hers a little bit more dry. Uh-huh. Um whereas I like mine nice and uh creamy. There was a uh there's a Gordon Ramsay video on YouTube where he here's how you make proper scrambled eggs. Right. And if yeah, if you don't like creamy scrambled eggs, it'll be disgusting. But I think they're amazing. Here before your uh my power play, you want to ask a different one? Sure, sure, sure. Uh sorry, I need to go go through these. I'm a mustard on fries guy. I know that's disgusting. Ew. I know. I'd rather have... There's so many things I'd rather have with fries than ketchup. I'll do mustard, which I know is strange. But, like, I'll do barbecue sauce. I'll do gravy, which I know you said you're not a huge fan of. But, like, like you said, though, good fries don't necessarily need it. Mm-hmm. All they need is salt. Sorry, one of our cameras just... Uh, the battery died. So I'm just going to switch to the other one. Sure, sure. So we can have some picture of us. There we go. And I got to come up with another question here. Uh, do you want to plug your book dates while I'm looking for this? Oh, my God. Yeah, sure. You're going to be... As I know someone was asking about your Windsor date specifically. Yes, so we got Belleville... Or sorry, February 22nd, Belleville, 12 to 3. Uh, on my most recent YouTube video, I posted the exact address and everything. Do you have that? Um, in the description for the podcast? I can definitely put it there. Okay, good. February 22nd, Belleville, 12 to 3. February 29th, Waterloo, uh, 11 in the morning till 2 in the afternoon. March 7th, I'm going to be at the Peterborough Pete's game. I'm going to be there pre-game and first intermission. That's March 7th, Peterborough Pete's. March 21st, Windsor. Show up, damn it, because Windsor is mad far. Uh, 1 to 3 in the afternoon. Guelph, noon to 3, that's uh, March 28th. I I think I might have missed the date. March 21st, Windsor. March 28th, Guelph. April 4th, Kingston. And April 11th, Burlington. Uh, Burlington is 1 to 3. Kingston is noon to 3. Guelph is noon to 3. Windsor is 1 to 3. But, like, if there's still a lineup, I hope, (laughs) at 3, I'm not going to just bounce. Um, so yeah, those are all my book dates. Sweet. Um, I got another question. Sure. Uh, this is from just Kyle 51. I'm going to modify the question a little. Uh, okay. Playoffs start tomorrow. Tampa, Boston. Which one? Dissect the matchups. How do you think it's going to go? Here we go. Is that cool? Yes. All right. And it is, uh, for everybody listening, Steve and I have paused the game. I have five shots on goal. Uh, Steve has one shot on goal. It is the middle of the second period, and Steve's about to go on a power play. This is so bad. <laughs> we are terrible, but that's okay. You're playing good defense. We're trying to do a podcast while also playing uh, NHL. Yeah, I'm not thinking at all about anything that's going on. Right. right now I'm looking at blades bumping into the boards. <laughs> so Boston, Toronto, You're dissect the matchup. Oh, what do you think is going to happen? How do you th- oh, 
That's a penalty oh, on me. Oh, is it though? Ooh, five on three for Steve. Where were you at center? No, five oh. on three. Let's go. I shot the puck over the glass. Who is 38 on the Ducks? I have no idea. It'll say. I don't know. who that, Derek Grant. That could be a creative player, and I wouldn't know. Derek Grant. Sure. I believe you. He was on the Sabres, I think. Anyway. Do you want to do Boston versus Toronto first? Oh, you want me to break down both series? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll do, I'll do Toronto-Tampa. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll start with Toronto-Tampa. Uh, so, uh, I hate both of them. Both those series are so bad. Um, they're both very unfun. Oh. Oh! Um, Tampa, I just feel like, is the Leafs, but better at all the things that the Leafs do. Right? Like, they dummied the Leafs early in the season, and that's when they were playing their worst hockey in several years. You know? Um, they got a redonkulous power play, which sucks, because the Leafs' penalty kill sucks. Um, oh, no. Shoot! Jesse's about to score. Oh! It's too close. They got a redonkulous power play. Vasilevsky started to play really, really good again. Um, probably had too slow of a start to win the Vesna. Um, please just hit Chara. Ah! Oh, I scored, scored the first goal of the game. Whew. Nice. Nice. Close one. Very, very good. Um, and they just got Blake friggin' Coleman. Right? And I, I honestly, you, you see differently, but I just feel like I, I talked about the Lightning like they couldn't go through what they went through last year and not be broken. For the first two months of the season, they were broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got it back. And now they have something they didn't have last year, which was a bad mood. <laughs> they, you know, they were fat and happy. Uh, team's going to you know, fly you on a private plane just before the season's done. You have Victor Hedman, who is clearly battling a concussion. Right? So nothing, nothing for Tampa prepared them properly for the playoffs last year. Whereas this year, I feel like they, uh, buddy, you got to watch those stick infractions. I know. I feel like, um, I feel like this year they're better prepared mentally. And you know, CJ, that's one of his things that he always brings up. I want to see the Leafs play the Lightning because I feel like they match up so well stylistically. Screw. Wait, that. he wants to see them. He wants to see it from an entertainment standpoint, and oh. I'm like, <laughs> just chaos. Yeah, yeah, and it'd be. I didn't realize how much time was left. It'd be awful. I think. I think the Leafs would get killed. Because um, they play the same game, right? I think so. And there's a team that just plays your game better than you. It'd be a great... It'd be a better... This is strange, but I think it might be a better measuring stick than... Here, maybe we should pause. Or no, 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 because no, I'm going to go right into Boston. Okay. So it's okay. Uh, it might be a better measuring stick than Boston, who's just a complete different style. So here's my very unpopular opinion on this. Leafs lost to Boston in... 2013, mm-hmm. they lost to Boston in 2018 and 2019. Yep. And oh, nice goal. Who was that? DeBrusque. Um, and all of them were game sevens. 2018 was game seven, and they had a lead in the third period. Uh, last year they got killed, but I would argue the Leafs looked better throughout the series. Um, it's hard not to pick a team the Leafs have come, some, have come so close to beating in back-to-back years. Wouldn't you rather have a shot, you know, third time's a charm, mm-hmm. right? You can probably 
the the most annoying, heartbreaking thing um, about their losses to Boston is they look so close to beating them. Whereas Tampa, it's just sort of this mystery box. And my own mental demons, like I want them to beat the freaking Bruins. Yeah, it would be, it's the most satisfying thing that could ever happen. Easily. I, You know, everyone's dreading, you know, oh, they're just going to get the Bruins again. Please give me the Bruins because <laughs> I won't be able to rest until they beat them. And a cup story won't quite be, the best cup story is them beating the Bruins en route. Mm-hmm. If they win it without beating the Bruins, it's A-OK, but it's better this way. It's the same thing with uh, Washington and Pittsburgh. 100%. That's what you want. And it had to be in the second round for them. So for the Leafs, it's got to be the Bruins in the first. (laughs) Sort of. I guess it could be in the second. It doesn't really matter, but you know what I mean. This question comes from uh, Sandra. You know Sandra. Yeah. Our Twitter mother. If Jack Campbell were a dog, what kind would he be? Ooh, okay. Let's do this. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a long answer on this? No, you're right. <laughs> um, uh, no, Jack Campbell, if he were a dog, would pro- Okay, who's a dog that is just happy, unconditional love? Golden Retriever. I was going to say Golden Retriever. Mm-hmm. Um, comedian Matt Wright uh, from Newfoundland. Uh, we were hanging out once, and we were talking about comedian Pete Holmes. And he just said, oh, he's a golden retriever of a man. He's just constant happiness. Pete Holmes, by the way, is the hardest I've ever laughed at any comedian live. I was, like, friggin' hyperventilating the, the entire show. He was so funny. Um, he'd be a golden retriever. Jack Campbell cannot be a golden doodle because they're too nuts. Mm. And he's not that nuts. <laughs> no, he's just happy, cool. He's like a, I would say Jack Campbell is a six-year-old golden retriever. Oh. He's not, he doesn't quite have the- A little more mature. The puppy energy. Yeah. He's just Uh. like, I'm here for you. Are you home from work? (laughs) Glad to see you. You know, not just blah. This is from Brendan, two underscore pucks one. Uh, Who are your dark horses for the Stanley Cup? Okay, let's do this. Let's do that while we play, finish out this game. Um, 1-1 one, died one in the third. I've been saying the Colorado Avalanche for the longest time, but at, at some point, um, at some point I feel like your injuries add up. And, like, these guys are barely, oh, these guys are barely able to keep it together throughout the regular season. Like, how's how's this going to translate in the playoffs? Um, the goaltending's been concerning, too. They have depth. Oh my! God. What the hell did you just do? I don't do? know what that was. They have goaltending depth, but like you, you need to know who your goalie is. And like, oh, I almost scored my own net. Like Grubauer could go down. Grubauer is down, by the way, oh, but only day to day. And Francouz is in net. Yeah, so. Francouz supposedly. Francouz is how you say it. Yeah, that's oh, okay. I learned that very late in the game. All right, me too. Look at how lumbering Chara is. Just call penalties on him. <laughs> I hate this league. <laughs> um, you know what? Oh, you got to try the pasta bomb. Yeah. Like, just on the rush. Oh, you have the puck. Oh, I have the puck. Shit. <laughs> I know. We were both confused. Um, yeah, Avalanche are tough. It's weird that, like, Tampa's a sleeper. <laughs> right. Because they're so close to being first place. and But, like, we're not talking about how... We're not talking enough about how ridiculous that is 
considering how bad they were. They were real bad. Like I want to say they were out of the playoffs. Yeah, like, like the beginning late, of December. Yeah, like, like late when in Sheldon the game. Keefe got hired, I don't think Tampa was in a playoff spot, right? Oh, ah! <laughs> yeah, sorry. There's gonna be no words for a sec here. Yeah, oh. freeze that there, Tuka. I almost scored. Um, I I gotta say. Both games they played against the Leafs, I really liked their style. I everyone's sleeping on the Dallas Stars. Okay, you've said that before. They have they have star power. They have buy in, which is really important. Like, how can you have Tyler Sagan go on a seventeen game goalless drought and it's not a crisis? It's right, and it, just the guys still believe in them. Yeah, they have such a defensive buy in, uh, and everyone believes in them. Jamie Ben uh, is another guy who like. Really struggling offensively this year. I think he just had a hat trick, but uh, by and large on the season, he's really struggled. But then he adopted this new role of, I'm just going to steamroll everyone, which he's actually <laughs> really good at. Um, they have a number of just, just tough pricks who don't care about your personal well-being on the roster. Um, Gurianov is a super underrated player in this league. Uh, Haskinen uh, has several more gears Ben Bishop can steal you more than one series. I probably should have taken that. What? Oh, my gosh. What happened? It just waved off. Did I kick it in? I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, I definitely... Yeah, that, that's not going to uh, No, no, that definitely shouldn't count. So anybody listening, uh, Puck just went into the net somehow. Looked like it bounced off a skate, and it's going to be called a kick-in. So the, the ref call? is going... No goal. Shitty league. No goal. Brutal league. Hate it. Hey. <laughs> you robbed Richie. Whoever good that goal. Is. Thank you. Thank you for saving my, my game. Garbage. I said whoever that is for Richie. I'm pretty sure he was a star as I'm talking about how good the stars are. <laughs> um, so those are your dark horses? Well, no, I've only said one really. Well, yeah, I guess Tampa is a sort of a dark horse, but like really sh- super shouldn't be. Um, and, uh, oh, what a play. Um, maybe we should be, <laughs> I don't know, because they might not even make the playoffs, but should we maybe talk a little bit more about Columbus? <laughs> I like Columbus just for how, uh, feisty oh. they are. You know, it seems like no matter what happens, they can pull out a win. Like, they they have, they're one of those teams that, have an identity that doesn't depend on individual players. Right. So for a lot of teams losing Seth Jones, uh, typical rat Marchand, for a lot of teams losing Seth Jones would be the death of them. But I just feel like, you know, he's obviously a ridiculous talent, but they, again, it's buy-in, right? Um, They could do it. They could win as a unit, and they're getting redonkulous goaltending from whoever the hell they put in there. It's so unfair. Like, is Corpus Allo even back from injury? And what is his job once he does get back? He, he can't possibly be the starter. And that guy was an NHL All-Star before he got hurt. It's, yeah, they're they're ridiculous. And they also might not even make it. Um, Islanders, I don't know. I kind of believed in last year's Islanders team more than this one, if that makes sense. No, last year's Islanders looked great. We talked about the law going to the playoffs. Yeah, like... It it got to a point where I was like, guys, maybe we should uh, stop saying that this is gonna 
that this dam is going to burst. Yeah, because that just kept being like, oh, it's it's going to end, it's going to end, but maybe they're just really good. Yeah. Um. Oh, are we going to get OT here? I would love that. Unless, oh my god. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 what is happening? One second. There we go. So now we're going to overtime. We're going to overtime. It's 1-1. Steve's still on the power play because I keep taking penalties. For anybody listening, that's the update. You know what? It could could be we're we're sort of sleeping on all the Pacific teams just because that division's weak. But, like, you could sort of snore your way to the third round if you're in the Pacific division. Or, like, you could be a team that's, you know, might barely make the playoffs in a lot of divisions and make the third round. And after that, it's a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. After that, it's who's the most healthy, who's getting the best goaltending, who's got the highest shooting percentage. It's That's really it, isn't it? Do you want to talk about Tyson Berry? Uh, sure. Troy Young, Troy37 on Twitter, says, this morning... Oh, I'm going to switch out one of our cameras, too, because uh, it All went we out. have is the gameplay. All we have is gameplay right now. Sure. Um, so Troy said, this morning, Darren Dreger reported Western Conference teams are asking the least about trading Barry. Would you? What uh, package would you like back for I Tyson need, Barry? I need to get a right-hander back. I'm going to go grab a battery, and I'll be right back. Sure. Oh, shit. You have to grab a battery? All so right. So talk about this. Uh, uh, sure. I'll show you some replays. Oh, no. Can't do that. Anyway, I'm just going to keep doing this. Um... Yeah, guys, it doesn't make any sense um, for the Leafs to trade away Tyson Berry and not get a right-hander in return. It just doesn't make any bloody sense. They're already shorthanded as it is. They're so shorthanded that losing Cody CZ actually hurts them. Um, And the other thing that concerns me about a report like that, or at least annoys me, is Western Conference teams are calling the Leafs. There's a lot of teams in the Western Conference. That doesn't tell me bloody anything. And what is it about the Western Conference that makes Tyson Berry more appealing to them? Wouldn't an Eastern Conference team like his skill sets? I don't know. I just, I get annoyed by stuff like that. That just seems like a very, it seems like a very video gamey rumor. Um, But trading Tyson Berry, guys, man, get off him. Get off him. I, I think, I mean, you play you play with Morgan Riley, who you have a much better idea who he's going to be with each and every shift. So you get Barry Riley, Muzzin Hall, all of a sudden you take a lot of pressure off both of them. And then, I don't know, Sandine Lilligren? Or Sandine Dermott? Or, this is why, when the Leafs are healthy, I think we're getting closer and closer to maybe they can afford to trade Dermott. Um, what has been kind of wild is they've evaluated so many forwards and like, they're clearly just calling up Marchman and Korshkov to see if they work. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we, like Kiwi Holmey never got into a game. Like we right. don't even know what oh. we have with him. Right. You ready um, for overtime? I'm yeah, going to ask sure. you another question. Sure. Um, game seven, Stanley cup final, least versus whoever. What's your pregame meal? That's from uh, 40 underscore Helmy on Twitter. My fingernails. <laughs> My, like, that's the short answer. My fingernails, dude. Like, uh, oh, I'd be sick. 
I'd be sick. I think I don't know how you would be able to do it. I'd have to eat at like three or four, and then uh, I would either eat nothing during the game or everything. There is no in between. Hmm. I would need chips. That would have to be a chip, a chip thing. Here's here's how big bags of chips works uh, with me. If my wife was there when I bought them, I I gotta leave some and put it in the cupboard. If she didn't see me buy them, that bag of chips is dead. <laughs> it's yours. It's dead. The whole thing, start to finish, dead. And during, uh, game seven of the Stanley Cup final, mm-hmm. I, this is going to sound disgusting. I could easily do two full bags of chips. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's but, disgusting. And just drink water All so right. I don't die of dehydration. This is from Mahesh. Let's talk about this while we play overtime. What's up, Mahesh? Oof, it's going to be real difficult. But how do we fix the NHL playoffs? What kind of format do we go to? How do we seed? Because we're seeing a lot of changes. We're seeing the NBA come out with reports that they're going to experiment with the playoffs. We're seeing the MLB try it next year, which according is... to Manfred, which is wild. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They're going to... Um... What, uh, what? What's the new stipulation? There's no cheating allowed? So they're going to ban cheating in oh, baseball. Oh, wow. That's big. Which is... Oof, I don't know if it's going to work, because people in baseball love to cheat. But I, I think baseball <laughs> should ignore improvements to their playoff format until their trophy is legitimate again. The World Series is straight up illegitimate. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree with you. I think baseball baseball right now is is it's like burning down. Well, Greg Wyshynski had a great tweet because uh, Mike Trout came out um, and basically basically said that the Houston Astros should be stripped of the 2017 World Series because mm-hmm. well, and I guess they didn't win in 2019, but mm-hmm. they made it there. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, just a normal day for baseball where the reigning MVP says that. A World Series title should be stripped off another team. Like, right? can you imagine? Like, who won the heart last year? Kucherov? Okay, imagine McDavid. Like, the, a scandal came out about the Blues, and McDavid is like the St. Louis Blues should be stripped. And I think that's so evident of the problems that baseball has because you have the players, which is supposed to be the biggest fraternity ever among sports, is the players stick together. They're turning on each other. They're turning on each other. Every day on Twitter, a new baseball player comes out and says some stuff about the Astros. It's the Astros versus the entire world. Exactly. So, Jesse, here, you know more about baseball than me. Is this allowed? Can a team (laughs) Uh start some random double-A pitcher? Mm-hmm. Have them bean whoever the first batter is, and then he gets ejected, and then they go to their actual starter. That can happen, but you would be suspended. Like the coach would be, the manager would be suspended. There'd be some hefty fines. Team like, will cover it. <laughs> team I, will cover it. That's a there will slip- be hefty fines from thirty teams. That's a slippery slope. There'll be a lot of suspensions. You know what's a slippery slope? Yeah, allowing guys to fucking cheat for three years. Right, but violence, <laughs> throwing a baseball at someone isn't an answer. It's going to happen. It's gonna. It's gonna happen. You know, I always make fun Which of baseball brawls because it's oh hey oh, oh it's just guys basically it's just a conga line that doesn't have a form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no, there will be jaws broken. Yeah. This year, I'm I'm afraid. Like I don't know what the what the end result is here because it's afraid. Sorry, do you mean jacked? Because it's going to be <laughs> no! hilarious. No, that's not the way we should be looking at the sport. Yeah, you shouldn't watch baseball for the fights. No, we shouldn't be watching <laughs> it because a, one team cheated, and we want to see what the fallout is. They should straight up be stripped of the World Series title. Yes, it's and ridiculous. Altuve looks like an absolute dick. Oh yeah, everybody on that team does. Yeah, well, Ver- Verlander is the biggest uh, like 
Twitter fingers guy when anything in baseball comes out. And Trevor and Bauer. He's, and he's been silent this whole time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a joke. He's embarrassed. It, he, he should be. He ought to be. He's on a team full of cheaters. And he was part of it. Like, he was a part of it. Like, yeah, for everyone who doesn't know exactly what's going on with the Astros, mm-hmm. there's, like, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. They cheated. <laughs> cheated. There's, like, Donaldson, uh, when he was on the Jays, was notorious for standing on second base and, and uh, helping whoever was at bat. We did that. I did that as a, uh, like, 10-year-old. Yeah, but you're on the field. Right. <laughs> I... I think when people complain about that, you're just being a whiny baby. You're exactly. on the field. That's game your signs better. That's gamesmanship. They used technology and had a designated guy in the back yeah. telling them, and they're using trash cans and then allegedly buzzers. Yeah, last year, they said in the 2019 season, allegedly, then MLB comes out and they're like, oh, we have no evidence to prove that. Well, Twitter seems to have more evidence than you, man let, let friend. Them, what the hell are you doing? Just keep sticking a mic at you. Uh, Every journalist's job is to keep sticking a mic in every Astro's face mm-hmm. because they're going to talk themselves into into being proven guilty in 2019, too. All this Altuve stuff is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's crazy the how— The unfinished tattoo, you know how easy that is to prove it's, right. is a lie? Right. And then today, did you see the thing where he took his shirt off in front of reporters and turned towards them intentionally to be like, here's the tattoo? He walked into the clubhouse without a shirt off. But I thought you were shy! <laughs> And I thought you got in trouble for your wife. Thought you didn't want to take and... your shirt off. What is it, Jose? I think what it is is that you're a dirty liar. Yeah. I and think then you're when's cheated. it going to come out that oh, it's a language barrier thing? So you're a dirty lying cheater in two different languages. <laughs> the Astros are cheaters. <laughs> I'm glad we got to talk about this. Oh, me too. Yeah. It's uh, remember when I came in after Kawhi hit the shot against Philly, and I was mm-hmm. like, guys, we don't have to talk about hockey today. That's all I want to talk about. It's a basketball about. podcast today. I am obsessed with the Houston Astros story. <laughs> like, so it's sucks. Which is a bad thing. You're, it is. You're, it is. This is, when was the last time you were, most ex- you were this excited about baseball? When the Jays, when the Jays were, were in competitive? Playoff, right? Yeah. That's, well, not, that's not why you want people coming to your sport. Because a bunch of guys right. cheated at it? Yeah. Like, well, and I'm... Ugh. What a I mean, shame. I mean, villains uh, jack up the ratings. You know, sure. It's sure. No, how do how do I trust baseball? That the that what we're watching is the next guy. They haven't just figured out a new strategy to cheat. Okay, that they if, don't have a camera in their in their cap. That's, yeah, that's, like literally that's, that has a vibrate and it's vibrating every time. Simpsons. It's going to be a slider. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you see the new the, – sorry, there's another new thing with Altuve is he wore an undershirt the whole game, mm-hmm. and when he goes up to bat for that final at-bat against – who was it, Chapman? I believe so. He's not wearing it. Dude, they cheated. Like, hard. And the MLB proved that they cheated in 2017. Uh, they didn't they – fi- how, what – how far down your bullpen do you have to go to find a pitcher who makes $5 million? Like, how far down your rotation – because that, uh, that was what they got dinged, was five million bucks. Right. Well, what do you mean? Like, like in terms of, like, what, how good of a player makes five million bucks in the you MLB? You could be, like, a, if you're a high-end relief guy or, like, a low-end starter, like a fourth starter. 
So in terms of cash, they were fined a high-end relief guy slash fourth starter and some draft picks, and their coach got fired and their GM got fired. And I got news. Uh, That's not going to hurt them that their coach got fired because the coach wasn't uh, doing his job because he didn't have to do his job because they were fucking cheating. The craziest thing is that none of the players got any punishment. Nothing. The guys who were doing the cheating got nothing. They should, okay. That's like if you, a guy gets caught with steroids, you charge his doctor. No, right. charge the guy right. who took the steroids. This this will never happen, but straight up, the Houston Astros should not be allowed to play baseball this year. Yeah. If this was like NCAA, it'd be like, we're stripping your titles. You're stripping banned, your title. You're banned for you a couple seasons. may not compete in NCAA. Because yeah, they can do that to schools, but at this level, they, they, can't, they can't do that to the Houston Astros, a billion-dollar team. What's worse, steroids or this? This a thousand times, right? Yeah. Because steroids... steroids was across the league. Yeah. At least the, all the players were in on it. You can't throw Bro- <laughs> Brock... You can't give Brock Lesnar a bat and he's going to hit 500. No. You got to at least still be good. Yeah. yeah and yeah. did you see uh, Vladdy Guerrero? You could tell. I've, I've, I've read <laughs> Vlad- a lot and watched a lot Vladdy of Vladdy said if he knew what pitch was coming, he'd hit 500. And he would. And he would. Because he's good. And the one, oh my God, the home Can and away. Can you believe that we're holding overtime hostage? <laughs> the home and away splits It's, a, it's for the guys on the Astros. They cheated so hard. It, their numbers <laughs> are significantly better when they're cheating. Yes. Yeah, which is funny that. Funny how that works. And then the owner comes out and says, those guys got to shut up. Mm-hmm. The more they talk, the more this goes. Mm-hmm. And, and and some of the craziest stuff is like you're making Trevor Bauer look like the good guy. They're That's all, how evil they are. They're all like, at spring training right now, and the media's like, "How are you guys gonna bring back fun to this season? Like, how are you gonna how are you gonna get back out there?" And they're like, "You know, we're gonna we're gonna try and just have a good time." And it's like, "No, get this guy off the field." I, I if 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 a reporter was willing to just light their credentials on fire, here's what they should have said. Because I, I can't remember who it was. Might have been Bregman. He's like, "Listen, I'm done talking about the off season. All I want to do is talk about this season." Some reporter should have gone. Are you going to cheat this season too? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, but that's what they should be saying. That's how ridiculous this scandal is. Yeah. If for for those of you, if you're a little bit lost, it would take us way too long to go through it all. But um, John Boy on Twitter and on YouTube has done. Countless breakdowns of uh, what the Astros have done, um, and you can see it on video and you can hear it plain as day. Their batters were getting tipped to pitches with use of technology, and one of the teams they so someone made a huge spreadsheet of who they cheated against because they used a metal trash can, and you can hear the banging. Uh-huh. Um, and they went through all the games, and the Jays were one of the most screwed-over teams. Wow. Uh, and uh, someone, I can't remember who it was. I don't remember the name, but, like, the Jays had, like, some pitcher who they had to call up because the Jays had a nightmare. And he's yeah. considering following a, a filing a lawsuit because he says career's over. He because should. Well, those guys don't get tons of opportunities, right, right? to pitch. He got and that opportunity one, versus the Astros. And... and the one game he gets in, he gets lit up <laughs> because by they, a team who's cheating. Because they know what pitches he's throwing. Who knows what, and people go, oh, well, if that screws your whole career. Dude. Yeah, it can. How many opportunities do you get? Yep. And even if you go the next game and you're an ace, now on average you're okay. Mm-hmm. Like, and you still, if you have a second ace game, and it's still it's watering down all your accomplishments. Yeah, that per, that person, and like 
minor league baseball players don't make a shitload of money. No, and they live a tough life. Like well, those, it's constant those, traveling, right? Yeah, constant traveling. The The clubhouses aren't the greatest, you know? It's not fun. It's not. It's, a it's grind. probably less gram, gla, glamorous than even the AHL. Yeah, because you're doing, you're doing all summer, remember? And then yeah. most of those guys have got to play winter ball. Because they they haven't made the show yet, so they're right. in winter ball as well down in Florida Florida League. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, and we're talking about guys making like what fifty, sixty grand? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And like less than a hundred. Yeah. Of those guys. Which is, I don't know. Like, and if you don't have a backup plan, because again, like longevity mm-hmm. in in professional sports, you know, you're just making pretty regular full time job right. money. Yeah. And then at I don't know. What's it going to be? 30, 35, 40? Like 40 if you're extremely it's, lucky. No, it just gets cut off. It's earlier than that because those are the guys who don't make it, right? So it's even, it's like 30, 29 sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's and so shame. that guy, and so you think about it, like one of the most jacked teams in baseball is not only cheating, but like why not have the pride to at least be like, this guy's a call up. Mm-hmm. Should we maybe not use the trash can no, thing against the call up? win. They were winning though. This yeah. one particular game they're that's being to, talked they're about. They're trying to keep winning, you know. And they're, <laughs> they're gonna get. They're gonna get. Jesse, screw balls. They're gonna get bats thrown at them. Oh, and gonna, I, I don't want to see that. I kind of want to see it a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I don't. This isn't the Coliseum. Listen, out loud, I'm gonna say I don't want to see that mm-hmm. because over my life. I have learned that that is the wrong thing to do. Yes. Every primal instinct in me is saying, throw the bat. And I want to see you throw the bat. I'm, I'm just being honest about my feelings. That's all you can be. You can just be honest. Listen, don't throw bats at the Jays. They're fine. They're cool. Throw bats at the Astros. They cheated. They cheated. Um, idea. Mm. We end the audio portion of this podcast. And, and play then- overtime? We play overtime, and you can only see the overtime in a separate video on YouTube. Let's do that. All right, so the video and the podcast is over, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God, this podcast went so long because we're talking about the Astros. Too long. So we're going to upload overtime as a separate video of just us playing, not answering questions. So goodbye. We will see you on Sunday when all three of us are back. I'm going to have a great time in San Francisco. Steve's going to have a great time. Yes, you are. Not having to check down downtown as often. Yep. And not being stuck in traffic. <laughs> and Adam's going to have a great time relaxing and be back with us. So we'll see you on Sunday. Hope you enjoyed this. You're going down. Watch the rest on YouTube. Astros cheated. on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.